hola, hola, my name is Ricardo, I am the host of the Lucha Jovers podcast here in the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. We are a Spanish-speaking show dedicated to discussing and analyzing pro wrestling from all across the world. From AW to CMLL, we talk about American wrestling, Japanese wrestling, and of course, Lucha Libre. If something big happened in the pro wrestling world, we will talk about it. So if you know Spanish or have a friend that knows Spanish or want to practice your Lucha Libre pronunciations, go listen to the Lucha Jovers podcast right here in the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Nos vemos por ahí. <laughs> California. City of Angels. be trouble. Uh, right. All right, to help us continue our preview of WrestleMania weekend, it is Joe Gagney. Joe, how are you? Oh, I'm, I'm fantastic, Rich. How are you doing? I'm doing well, doing well. So let's uh, let's get right into this. We are going to talk about NXT Stand and Deliver. It is no longer NXT TakeOver. They're not taking anything over anymore. Uh, and the, the, the days of you pretty much being able to lock in that the TakeOver was going to be the match of WrestleMania uh, or the show of WrestleMania weekend, those days are uh, unfortunately pretty long gone as I... Santa Deliver's got some okay matches on paper, but I do not think it's going to live up to the, uh, the the takeovers of your past at all. And that's kind of been true of NXT for a while now. We all know that. Do you know the show takes place at 10 in the morning local time? Yes, <laughs> which is absolutely absurd. I think, is it? Yeah, it's 9.45 a.m. Pacific. They want people like in the door. And then, yeah, 10 a.m. Pacific. That is, that's pretty wild on a Saturday morning. Like, I, I can't fathom waking up on a Saturday morning at 10 a.m. and taking in a, a prof- like a live professional wrestling. It's one thing to be on your couch eating cereal watching superstars or whatever or 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 live wire or whatever. I'm like, you can do that. But, man, waking up and, and getting to the Crypto.com arena at 10 a.m. to watch Stand and Deliver, that seems tough. But somehow like 7,000 people as of this recording have decided, yes, that's how I want to spend my 10 a.m. on a Saturday morning is at the Crypto.com arena. So I don't know. Couldn't be me, but good for them, I guess. Yeah, I, I can't imagine getting like you have, probably have to leave your house at like eight thirty, depending you know where you are, of course. But you have to fight traffic, find parking, get in the building, get Sounds a twenty dollar pretzel for get twenty dollar pretzel for breakfast, and uh, <laughs> and watch some uh, NXT Splatoon action. Yeah, get some Grayson Waller, Johnny Gargano in your life. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's standing deliver. It's it's a it's an odd show. It does not it does not strike me as a definitive show. Uh, like takeovers used to to be, and again, comparing them to past takeovers is probably not fair because that's just not what they are anymore. But I don't know. There's not a whole lot here that I really am like super amped for. It. You know, normally it's like you got to watch takeovers, and 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 largely the NXT 2.0 like shows, whatever we want to call their bigger shows. Like they've they haven't been as good as takeovers, but they've been okay. There's been solid matches on them, and I look at this show, and I I don't know about you. Uh, I'll get your overall thoughts. I mean, do you, do you see a ton in the show that really has you super excited or, or really amped up before we kind of go uh, match by match? Because I'm, I'm at a loss for what's really got me like one match, I guess, has a chance to be pretty good. But other than that, I don't know. I think a lot of it's just kind of there. The show seems very stuffed compared to at least prior takeovers where you'd, you'd have like five matches. It'd be pretty lean and mean card. This one has seven and there's like 32 people mm-hmm. on the card, which is pretty bloated by takeover standards there i do think the crowd i mean i i don't know how the crowd will be they might just yawning be up. Off, uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> or, or whatever but it it is a big crowd if they get into it i think a couple matches might overachieve 
I think the card will range from pretty good to probably at worst. Well, certainly better than Halloween Havoc was uh, last year. Yeah. Oh, that, that's that's not too tough. But uh, yeah, we got the NXT Championship match. I think the the, the probably the main event here. Uh, Braun Breaker defending the title against Carmelo Hayes. And they've done a good job of building this up. Like, I'm not sure Hayes is the guy. And I don't know if Hayes is the guy to beat Braun Breaker. I I, I don't think so. Uh, but, yeah, what do you make of that match? Because, like, Breaker's had a lot of very interesting and weird performances as of late where he just hasn't felt like... Uh, when he first came in, it was like, all right, here's this guy. He's pretty young. Like, he's only had a couple matches under his belt. We're going to give him the championship right away. And, like... It was fine because they kept it very basic with Braun, kept it very simple, and they've tried to kind of have him work longer matches, and, and he's just not hes not quite there yet, and the crowd's starting to kind of be wishy-washy on him, and, and I don't know, this could potentially be an opportunity to turn him heel if you really wanted to go full you know, full boat with that uh, uh, of turning him heel. I think you could also take the title off him if you really, really wanted to, but I don't know if Carmelo's that guy that if we're going to finally disrupt this Braun Breaker thing, Carmelo is the one that does it. I, I don't know. Do you have, do you have a good read on this match and or a prediction maybe of, of what's going to happen here? I think. Did you know that Braun Breaker, as of stand and deliver, will be about thirty days shy of Adam Cole's record for the longest NXT title? Reign? Wow. And I kind of think they would want that on the guy who's there and not not that traitor Adam Cole who left Uncle Paul in the lurch. So by that reason alone, I kind of think Braun's going to retain. I think they they did this weird thing where. Jinder Mahal comes out. He's like, all these people turned on you. It's like, they did? And so I kind of think they're kind of setting up. He's got to practice the you people promo before he hits the main roster. So I kind of think I'm sensing there is some kind of heel turn, which is good because you should kind of get that experience. You know, if this is developmental, you you should do that. And I think Braun is someone who, like you said, when he started, he has some very good matches for his experience level. Everyone's like, oh boy. But it seems he's really plateaued in like, you know, he's not getting better appreciably. Which, you know, he isn't developmental. It might just be time to move on. But I, I do think he's going to retain. I, I like Carmelo a lot. I think he has a good act. He's a good talker. He's a good wrestler. You know, if, if he was a little bit bigger, I think he could really peg him for, for future stardom. But I think he has a solid enough future. But I, I think Braun retains here. Yeah. You know, it, it should be a pretty good match. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm still, I, I do think that you're maybe going to get some little bit of Braun with an edge here where Carmelo's taking him to the absolute limit or whatever. And Braun's, you know, puts his foot on the ropes or whatever to win or or uses a low blow or something like that. I think it's probably time to go in that direction with him. Like, because you said more than anything, just to get that experience of being both, being a face, being a heel. And the crowd is, if the crowd is kind of working you into that direction, like that's what NXT should be is like, all right, well, let's adapt now. Let's figure out what, you know, you don't have to be stuck in the mud and just say, well, no, 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 no. Bronze are our, our face champion. Like it might be a good opportunity to turn him heel. Uh, and Carmelo might be the right guy to do it against too, because like, it won't be a, a, a full on loss for Carmelo. He might be able to come back and, and, you know, after a couple months or whatever, or, or you know, get another match or whatever. So uh, I think that's probably the best way to book this and the best way to do this. But yeah, I'll, I'll be looking for sure. Uh, to see if Braun delivers and, and, and Carmelo as well, because this is the biggest spot for him uh, pretty much in his entire wrestling career. So it'll be fun to see uh, how that uh, plays out. But uh, a returning TakeOver legend, Johnny Gargano, back in NXT. He is going to be facing Grayson Waller in an unsanctioned match. Unsanctioned. They are not going to the the the, <laughs> the athletic commission will not sanction this match. The well, maybe we'll get a lights out thing. Maybe this is the main event because they have to turn the lights out and tell everyone to leave for this unsanctioned match where they hit each other with kendo sticks and stuff. Um, 
this has been weird. And this is like, I, I feel like you don't need to go to all these lengths to book a match between Grayson Waller and Johnny Gargano. You could probably just have like, I used to be in NXT and I want to see what, you know, the next stars of NXT have to offer. And then Grayson Waller comes out and goes, well, I'll show you what I can offer. And then they just wrestle. I feel like you can do that, but they decided to go with like, like child stalking and home invasion. <laughs> so uh, anyway, there you go. And uh, Johnny Gargano lost on uh, WWE television this week. So that set him up quite well for uh, this big time match against Grayson Waller, where uh, I assume Gargano wins. But I don't know. I mean, this would be also be a smart spot to have Grayson Waller get the win. But yeah, I, I don't know. Any 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 expectations that you have going in here? Uh, the Gargano of, of takeovers past is probably not going to come out. But these are guys. These are both capable workers. There's no reason this couldn't be a good match. Uh, no, no, I think, um, and, and Waller was the one who attacked Gargano when he was like giving his goodbye message to NXT. So right, he right. He had right. a pretty logical reason for them to be angry at each other. And then Grayson Waller showed up. At oh, his wait, house you're right. Yeah. Why are we invading up? houses? I forgot about that. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> Why? Yeah. And then, and then they point that out on Raw that, oh, this guy got his ass kicked in his own, in his own home, which, you know, <laughs> and then lost, super. and then lost on Raw. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And then, and then lost on Raw, which, you know, I got called no a garden gnome. I got called a garden gnome, but yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, he collects Funko Pop. So, you know, uh, I, <laughs> I think the unsanctioned uh, is going to make this appreciably worse. Yeah. I think, you know, Jerry Gargano is still a very good wrestler. I, I like, I like Grayson Waller. I think he has a lot of WWE potential. If this was Moneyball, he would replace the Miz, you know, oh, money yeah. a long time ago. But uh, I, I think it'll. I, I just think I'm worried it's going to get like really stupid. Like there's just going to be like bad brawling and just ridiculous weapon stuff and making faces and staring at hands and You're that, right, you right. Know. I can it's bet just, yeah, the house. I would I would bet my house that Johnny Gargano is going to do the Gargano escape with a kendo stick, right? Oh yeah, like, no, yeah that's, I can that's, see it in my mind right now. It's like it's no, happening my, for my sure. My booker took that off the table. Yeah, that, that's not allowed. <laughs> right. Well, Booker goes, "Oh, that's gonna be hard to get out of." <laughs> <laughs> like, Johnny's taking it up to another yeah. level. <laughs> it's just like, oh god, here we go. Yeah, a lot, a lot of kickouts, a lot of staring at hands, a lot of you know, Shawn Michaels just licking his chops, salivating backstage as as this match happens in front of him. But uh, yeah, I, I I'm with you. If it was just a straight singles match and it was just based on like. Hey, I attacked you on your way out. Uh, you're back here now, but I'm the star here. I don't need you. You don't need to be around anymore. You're old news. Like, I'm just going to prove that I can beat you. Probably like it a little bit more. But yeah, we got home invasions and kendo sticks and unsanctioned. And yeah, it, it is what it is. So uh, the NXT women's title is an interesting thing here because there's this weird story. And I, I hopefully you can help me wrap my head around this thing. We're doing a ladder match for the NXT women's title. It's a vacant title. It's Zoe Stark, Gigi Dolan, Tiffany Stratton. Lyra Valkyria and uh, Valkyria, Valkyria uh, and Indy Hartwell in this ladder match for the NXT women's title. Uh, for some reason, Roxanne Perez said that she had like an injury and then they like Dave Meltzer was saying she has an injury, but that she might be able to wrestle and like Brian Alvarez rightfully was like, well, if she has an injury. Why did she wrestle like a 20 minute match with Miko Santamoro? And they're like, well, yeah, it's sort of an injury, but then it's not an injury that's like affecting her. It, it was, I don't know what the hell is going on, but all that had happened is essentially she had to vacate the title. And now, even though she's cleared and ready to go, she's not in this match. And it's just a bunch of other women in this match. I, wh- what are we doing here? I, I'm very confused. She was So, uh, I think I taken away in an ambulance and then um 
and then they're like, yeah, we ran tests and everything's fine. We don't, you know, we have my send you a sports psychologist or something. So I have, I have no earthly idea what is, this is like an episode of House or something where they're trying to solve the medical mystery <laughs> of Roxanne Perez. But nothing's so wrong with her. I would her. not rule out her. Like, nothing's wrong. She, well, collapsed, uh, well, she collapsed in like what felt like a, like an obvious story. She was in the match with Miko Setamura or whatever. But then, like, you had legit people being like, no, no, she's actually hurt and she's getting tests. And it's like, are, are we sure that's not a storyline? <laughs> was it just like they were ready to move the title off of her and they just didn't want her to lose? I, I'm just I'm so confused. Yeah, I don't I don't see what the big deal would be. Beating her. It's Roxanne like Perez. Having a ladder. Like, like, yeah, like, God forbid you just have a ladder match. <laughs> you don't need a real reason for it. They have them like every week, it seems like. But you know what I'm thinking is going to happen is that some heel is going to be climbing up. They're about to get the belt. Then we hear the sirens, and Roxanne has commandeered an ambulance and drives down the <laughs> ring, and she enters herself in the match. God help us all. But, uh, yeah, this uh, this match itself, it seems like a good opportunity maybe to move the title over to Gigi uh, since they, you know, they've been kind of doing the stuff with her. But, you know, with all that said, who knows? And Zoe Stark will win or something like man, that. It could, but be, it could be anyone. Like, I, yeah, I, it's I the flip know. a coin, man. Who, who knows? Yeah. Uh, then we have the NXT Women's Tag Team Titles. The very, very – I mean, like, this has been – a story they have been telling for months now here with Fallon Henley and Kiana James versus Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. So uh, the big question, Joe, will the referee be oozing black goo at some point during this match? <laughs> I forgot about that. My God. I forgot the current state of NXT is you're either like a normal wrestle person or you have like a gimmick out of glow. Because here we have like witches against the businesswoman and her partner, <laughs> right, the rich businesswoman and her her slave woman, yeah. and her whatever. It's so <laughs> and her, weird. Uh, you know, her. I I I don't even know if I could get into the backstory. Her like know. brother sex slave thing. I don't know what well, it is. Oh so no, her her yeah. her, her <laughs> stringing along. Uh, what is it, Brooks Jensen? There for some reason to get to team with the uh, Fallon Henley. And I don't know if she still wants her bar. I could bridge. This could be a, a oh the bar, yeah. Bar. Yes, what is that, what is the state of the bar? Because that thing has been open in a while. I don't think, right? Oh, she no, she she was trying to obtain the bar, and they had a match like in December. Yeah, Kiana lost, so they're just like, oh well, moving on. So I guess <laughs> well, I, I guess I, I won't get the bar. But... I don't know. <laughs> So this is weird. a very obtuse plan, I have to say. And, this is um, very glow, like you said. Yeah, it is. It is the yeah, the, is just... the magic women versus the, the rich woman and the <laughs> the country girl, country yeah. bar owner. Girl. It's so yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm still not sure. I, I guess Alba Fire, because she feuded with Isla Dawn because Isla Dawn cost her a match and they mm-hmm. had a match and then then they were friends afterwards because. I, I, I think Alba Fire lost the title match. Like, oh, <laughs> they were know, unified like, by the ability know. to 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 God. create fire out of their mind. They're like, "Oh, you can too." Okay, cool. Mm. Like, like I, I I don't know. 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 You're like you're right. It's so weird because like anything could happen. Like lightning could hit the participants. <laughs> sure, like, sure, <laughs> right, right, sure. But right, it's so straight. Like the universe. It's just the universe breaking because then like Carmelo Hayes comes out and he's just like a guy. <laughs> he's just a human yeah, being no, that no, wrestles. He's like, hey, I want to win. Yeah. It's like uh, I am confident in my abilities to win the NXT title, and these women are like, "What if we made the referee like? What if we possessed the referee and blue uh, black goo comes out of his mouth?" I don't know. It's so strange. Uh, who wins this match, Joe? I don't know. Flip a coin again. Oh, oh uh, sure. Uh, the witchy women win. Oh yeah, it's it's time it's time for the Fallon Henley Keanu James story to move on to uh, Act yeah. Three uh, and and. Whatever that's going to be. Okay. Uh, this match on paper looks like it'll be... Next 30 at this point. <laughs> yeah, really. It's been going on for so long. 
Uh, fatal five-way for the NXT North American Championship. You're right. They are just stuffing as many human beings in this as they possibly can. We have Wesley, who is the champion, going in against Dragon Lee. Yes, Dragon Lee finally in NXT. JD McDonough, Ilya Dragunov, and the dreaded TBD. But uh, given the other names in there, I'd imagine the TBD is probably somebody else pretty damn good. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. There we go. That's Fatal Five-way. I mean, that has a chance to be really good. It's just, it's, I would just rather see, like, Honestly, I'd rather see Wesley versus Dragon Lee and then like JD McDonough versus Ilya Dragunov in like singles matches. <laughs> like old takeovers would probably give us that. This instead, we're kind of just shoving them all into one match and I guess probably still be fun, but uh, probably much more fun uh, if it. Uh, or sorry, is Ax- Axiom's in this match, right? Yes, I apologize. Uh, yes, yes, the TBD has already been named and it's Axiom. So that's actually pretty cool. Okay, so that that. That's got some decent juice to it. That's another good wrestler. Again, these are all good wrestlers, and I think that on paper could be a really good match. It's just I don't know why I should really give, you know, why should I care about the North American Championship in a fatal five way? But I don't know. Do you, do you differ, or are you still kind of like, eh? Yeah, I think I think this will probably be the best match on the show. I do think it would be much better anywhere else because we're going to have a lot of, uh, you know, the usual camera cuts and Booker T probably forgetting the names of at least two of the competitors. So. <laughs> that guy, that right guy you know, there. Like, uh, that guy's yeah, got that guy right there. <laughs> I don't think he's scouting his dragon lead tapes to really. Uh, uh, to probably not. Out, but, no. Uh, yeah, this does. This isn't like based. Wesley's like I like to give opportunities, and I'm sure it'll be good. But uh, yeah, not really. A, yeah, where's the, where's the story, Rich? Come on. Yeah, I need I need some. How background. am I supposed to get? How am I supposed to get involved in these cool, just cool wrestlers doing cool moves? <laughs> you do, I wonder if uh, Booker T. Do you think he's DM'd Cubs fan to get that? Uh... <laughs> The playlist, the Dragon Lee Hiromu playlist. He's like, I know you used to have this playlist. <laughs> you know, Yo, I'll ask, but I'm, I'm going to guess now. I'm going to guess. Yeah, just if you can't ask Cubs fan, just find out just in case. Yeah, I, I'd I'm like gonna... to know. Um, so you got that. Uh, you also have for the NXT tag team titles, not just a no, we got a three team match. Of course, got to stuff as many people as possible. Gallus, Mark Coffey and Wolfgang, the champions versus the Creed brothers, Brutus and Julius versus the family of Tony D'Angelo and Channing stacks. Lorenzo, the family. Where do you have uh, this match going? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, this is another, it was built up because Gallus was in a bar and the Creed show up and like, let's drink, you know, have a title match. And then uh, the mobsters are like, yeah, sure. Uh, we want in on that too. So here you go. So I don't, I, I, I you know, they, they seem to like Tony D'Angelo a lot. And uh, I could guess, uh, sure. Why not? Oh, Channing Stack Florenzo does not have a Wikipedia page. So that makes me, uh, <laughs> he should probably have one by now. Of winning there. <laughs> yeah, he should really you have think. one by now. But he's on. been on national TV for like a year. Yeah, like, that's not great. Know. That's not great at all. No, uh, I, yeah, no, it, it's I don't, whatever. The Creed's rock, so I think that's at least the one thing that like they could they could put you know throw Tony D'Angelo on his on his head. So that's kind of cool. I do love that they've been in there for like a year, and it's like NXT where like they usually like everything is like no, no, no. You got to be work this way. You got to do this, and if you're not doing it right, like because you can see like especially like early, early, like, the women that come in NXT. I mean, they're so formulaic. A lot of the ones that are kind of off the streets uh, and and just there in the PC or whatever, they're so formulaic, and every move has to be, like, exactly precise or whatever. And then you have the creeds who don't know anything and are still kind of learning, and they just drop guys on their heads, and they're like, ah, that's fine. <laughs> that's good. You, you keep doing that. Yeah. They're like, if you can maybe do a little bit better, and they're like, all right, yeah we, yeah, we got it. Like, hey, don't drop guys on their heads. Like, we got it. We won't do it. And then the next week, they just do it again. They've been doing it for a year, so it's like they're not probably not going to stop. So that's kind of cool. I don't know if they're teaching them to do that. <laughs> I doubt they are, but uh, I enjoy that. But uh, yeah, I don't know if Mar- Mark Coffey and Wolfgang are the type of guys that are going to be too, 
you know, getting dropped <laughs> on their heads by by Julius Creed. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, it seems. Uh, I don't. Yeah, best case scenario, some guys get dropped on their heads and everyone hits each other real hard. And, yeah, uh, it doesn't go too long. Yeah, it was fine with me. And then uh, Chase U is up for grabs here. As uh, the winners get control of Chase University, you have the Chase University team of Andre Trace, Duke Hudson, Thea Hale, and Tyler Bates. Yes, Tyler Bates, who's still like only 24 years old. <laughs> They're still like, come on, please stop wasting this man's life. Uh, versus Schism, Joe Gacy, Rip Fowler, Rip Fowler, Jagger Reed, Jagger Reed, and Ava, who of course is the Rock's daughter, but she's Ava. And she's also yes. bad. But. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know uh, Tyler Bates like a yogi now? He like dispenses wisdom yeah. to uh, Chase University. Cool. Yeah. This guy. <laughs> this is gonna be like a thirty for thirty, like that Marcus Dupree one about uh, the wasted <laughs> potential of uh, Tyler Bates. He's twenty six. Like, I'm sorry, I said twenty four earlier. He's twenty six. I mean, there's still plenty of oh, time. Well, right, what are we then. doing? Stop wasting this man's life. God, please. No, no, this is, uh, you know, anytime you can. Um... Rip Fowler, I'm sorry. <laughs> Rip anytime Fowler. You can... Anytime you take Zach Gibson and you shave his beard and don't let him talk, uh, you know, that's that's uh, that's high efficiency use right there. <laughs> I mean, Fowler. you know, Kiana James wanted to buy Chase University as well. I guess she just gave up on that, too. Her business plans are not. Uh, higher ed. I mean, yeah, there, there's a potential. Well higher, ed's, higher ed's not doing well right now. I, I, I get it. I, yeah. I understand that, but. I guess maybe there's Golden Land or something. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I hope everyone's just like still filing in during this match. And, uh, yeah, this I don't, is, I don't is tough, man. Yeah, I'd be. I, I'd hate to see uh, Schism get the rights to chase you, but uh, I think. Mm. I think they Heaven might. Forbid. Yeah. <laughs> Rip Still, Fowler. You know, Rip, Rip Fowler, yeah. Although, uh, I still marvel that uh, Harlem Bravado is still uh, employed by the WWE. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And in like a fairly uh, popular small room act. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. It's incredible, yeah. Do we, do we, what did the other Bravado ever end up doing? He was the one that was running for office, right? <laughs> I missed that. Yeah, I think no, he was I running for like local office. Him. I don't remember if he ever won or whatever, but good for him, I guess. Good for him. Grassroots, unless he's yeah, like I a complete think, dickwad, which he might be. I don't know. We're saying well, good for him, well. but it's possible. I don't think he is. I, I don't think well, the Bravados I mean, would do that to us. Nice no, Lancelot oh, wouldn't do that to us. <laughs> he's too good. Lancelot but. Bravado. Oh, he's a Libertarian candidate for District 65 seat in North Carolina. Yeah, I don't know if he, he won came in third. Oh, okay, well, yeah. no, he, he did not win as a Libertarian. No, he. Yeah. Uh, he got 7.74% of the vote. I would have potentially voted for him, but uh, <laughs> on the basis of I enjoyed him in Ring of Honor, which is probably not a good way to vote yeah. uh, in local municipality <laughs> elections. I'd be like, I didn't like his tour of Noah, so I, I can't put I can't possibly him. put the, the so. kind of stunk out the joint. I can't. Yeah, in good conscience. Oh, man. So that's uh, that's TakeOver Stand and Deliver, man, or uh, NXT Stand and Deliver. It's oh, um, Yeah, just that. Just, yeah, no. I'll say the T word. Yeah, it's not great. It's not <laughs> not. I mean, I'm not ready. I mean, it's 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 at a good time for like me and you to watch because like, sure, you know, it, it's kind of in the early afternoon. It's Saturday. You're probably not doing anything, but man, it's uh, definitely not clearing the calendar for for that. I'd say this this is a good opportunity to uh, to to win over 
the hearts and minds of your family by just being like, you know what, let's go do something in the morning. Because <laughs> you know, you've been watching, you probably watch wrestling all day Friday. You're going to be watching it all night on Saturday and Sunday. You're like, no, 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 yeah, let's go do something before WrestleMania. <laughs> so that's probably what I'm going to do. I don't know about you, but uh, yeah, it, it's I'll watch it at some point. But this is it, it. It feels like a tough show to like sit down and watch live. It's just the state of NXT right now. Like the stories are are, are absurd. The talent, I mean, there's good talent on the show. There's fun matches on the show. It's just, instead of being just a straight developmental show, which I think could probably be better and and, and be fine, it's like we're developmental, but we're also doing, like, goofy shit that, like, I just, it's never going to work for me. The Chase U stuff, no. the Alba Fire, the Isle of Dawn, the Fallon Henley, the kind of, it's just all weird. And then you had the the Roxanne Perez thing, which makes no sense whatsoever, and it's just like, yeah. And then, and then again, Grayson Waller and Johnny Gargano, which is tailor-made for just the most basic story possible of young versus old, or, or you know, even though I don't even think they're that much different <laughs> in age, because uh, Maddie Wahlberg's like a little older, uh, Grayson Waller, but like, um, it should be just a simple story, but yeah, we of course have to get home invasions and that sort of stuff, and, and weird stuff about Candice LeRae getting involved, and it's just like, alright, just do, just do a match, but yeah, that's that's stand and liver. I mean, what, what what's your general tenor on the show? Do you you kind of agree with me that it's just like it just doesn't feel like anything that's really really worth watching? No, no. I mean, you know, it's a show that's on, and I'm sure I'm sure it will be okay. But I'm just thinking back to the takeover you and I attended in New York. That was maybe the best show in WWE history. Oh yeah, I fucking love that and show. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, that that okay, was so- wild. Yeah, so Johnny Gargano is 35. Grayson Waller is 33. So That's what I'm saying. So I, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you got to do the young versus the old. And I'm like, wait a minute, Matty Waller oh, is yeah. like early 30s, and Gargano's I think my age. So all right, well, I, hey, he's still younger in yeah in go. age and experience. So I guess that could be the the thing. But yeah, that's the only thing with Grayson Waller. It's like, are we ever gonna like? Move this guy. He's 33. Like, I mean, maybe, maybe time to yeah move him up a little bit, right? He's hoping for that edge run into his fifties, so he, you know, he could have another twenty years on the main roster. The way things are going, but you, you brought the point perfectly. Like, yeah, in any in 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 if WWE was Moneyball, they would find like the the Miz equivalent, like run the numbers and be like, look, we can get like eighty percent of Miz for this guy, and he costs like you know a quarter of what we have to pay Miz, like yeah, or even kind of one tenth of what we yeah. have to pay Miz at this point. Like, we're doing this, yeah. So it, it it's it's definitely. Uh, 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 there, but uh, elsewhere on the weekend, before we uh, bid you adieu, Joe, anything else kind of catching your eye with uh, WrestleMania week? Anything you're looking forward to uh, specifically with the weekend, or, or, or any uh, any shows or matches or whatever that 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 have caught your eye? Uh, you know, looking up and down the schedule. Yeah, I think we're going to that is ridiculous and uh, looks awesome, and that's what I'm looking forward to. The most, and then yeah, I'll pick up bit, bits and pieces here or there of things that uh, that trickle out that I hear are good. I'll, you know, I'll watch as much as I can. But, uh, but this is the greatest thing, and it's always fun. So I'm, uh, you know, I'm park myself on the couch and uh, enjoy. Uh, so you broke up a little bit there. Uh, so I'm going to ask again and just have you. It, it was like, I don't know. We had All some right. weird connection thing. So I hate to have you be like, yes, I am still excited. But uh, it, it broke up a little bit. So I'll just do I'll just redo it. Get a little bit of pause and then ask you again about it. So, All right. Uh, all right. So anything else on this WrestleMania weekend that's got you excited? Any matches? Any shows? Anything that's got you like, hey, yeah, I got I to gotta be there and I got to watch that for sure live? Uh, the Ring of Honor sh- uh, show is, I think, pretty clearly going to be the show of the weekend. Uh, you know, as if everything goes as it, it looks like it will and it does look 
like a pretty amazing card overall. That's that's the one I'm looking forward to the most. And I, I do think it's going to be, you know, it's not it's not going to be the greatest WrestleMania weekend, but the, there'll be a lot of, you know, it's, it's just always fun just, you know, having a wrestling marathon, just parking on the couch and, uh, and enjoying. So that is what I will do. Yeah, and, there, and there's plenty. I mean, if you really, like, boil down, like, what's actually streaming and what's, you know, from, from the big-time companies, I mean, you're going to have a weekend full of wrestling. It's just like you kind of have to swim through the muck and maybe just ignore the muck. We, we embrace the muck here at Voices of Wrestling. Most people don't have to do that. Like, most people don't have to know about all Caribbean wrestling island vibes. Like, <laughs> we do. Uh, but, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or Compton Mania, where are you from? Question mark. 2023 Compton versus the world. Like, your normal person doesn't know what that show is and has no earthly idea that it's happening. But we do here but yeah if you if you just boil it down to like thursday you got the super show and blood sport and new japan and impact and ddt and then on friday you got super card of honor and spring break and then on saturday you have you know stand and deliver wrestlemania gringo loco and then on sunday you have wrestlemania like that's a pretty good weekend there in of itself but yeah then then you kind of muck it up with all the other stuff that that we do and 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 yeah there's 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 enough to just park yourself on the couch and just enjoy it and 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 i'll be doing the same and, and we'll all be doing the same there at uh, voices of wrestling so uh before we say goodbye joe do you want to get your plugs out of the way let people know where they can listen to you where they can find you all that other good stuff yes twitter is at joe gagne g-a-g-n-e and you can listen to the Five Star Match Game, the Pro Wrestling Quiz Show, right here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Uh, we have, I think, almost three dozen episodes in the archives of evergreen trivia content. It's a lot of fun. A lot of the staff from Voices of Wrestling, a lot of wrestling luminaries have been on. So uh, check it out. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. And, of course, if you want to go back uh, to do WrestleMania stuff, I think you have a few. I mean, the f- I, one that I was on uh, early, early, I think number five, right? Uh, match Game number five. Uh, was all about WrestleMania as well. I think you did uh, another one, right? Didn't you? Wasn't it Matt Feuerstein and ah oh, man, who am I? I'm blanking on it. You had another WrestleMania show, if I remember correctly. Yes, I believe it was Matt, Justin Shapiro, and Andrew Rich from Music of the Mat. Okay, there we go. There. Oh, actually, no, hold on a minute. Let me get this right. I think I got it here. I searched it up. The first WrestleMania show, uh, match game number five, was me and Andrew Rich. Looks like number thirteen was uh, Matt Feuerstein, Justin Shapiro, and Trevor Dame. Oh, it's Trevor. All right. And that show I remember being awesome. Those are t- three way too funny guys, including you. Yep. That's an insane. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of funny. I-, I didn't mean three, including you, and then like, ah, Matt Forrestine, he's not funny at all. Uh, no, Trevor, I yeah. Four, I, uh, <laughs> four funny I people. I clearly blocked him out, yeah. <laughs> Trevor, what a what a dunce he is. No, <laughs> four very funny people on that episode, I should say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so those are evergreen. You can always go back and listen to those WrestleMania weekend ones. But yeah, a ton of other uh, uh, good uh, evergreen match game stuff. So definitely go and check that stuff out. Lo- love the five-star match game. One of my favorite shows that we do uh, on the network. Uh, I will say the most recent WCW Nitro one, number 32, had me like screaming in my car. I'm not usually like that kind of guy where I'm like, ah, you're getting it wrong. But like there was a few that I was like, ah, what are you doing? <laughs> what do you know? You got to get this right. Like I was very upset. I think uh, when you asked the wall question, like uh, I, f- I forget the way that you phrased it, but it was essentially like, you know, where was where did like Hogan, Hulk Hogan say, hey, wall, <laughs> you know, hey, there's the wall. Hey, wall, that's the wall, brother. Hey, wall. And I forget what I think Tyler was like. Chicago, and I was like, ah, oh, I wanted to die when I heard that. So, yeah, I believe that was Joey O'Doherty, who is not from uh, this country. Yeah, so he doesn't know what, like, questions. you know, <laughs> yeah, San Padre Island is or whatever. Yeah. But it's not Illinois that uh, <laughs> the wall that was it. I was like, Illinois, oh, I, I like nearly <laughs> ran off the road as I was. I can screaming. imagine Rich, Illinois. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's the wall, brother. Hey, wall. <laughs> 
It's the best. Uh, but all those episodes available uh, at VoicesOfWrestling.com as well as just what your whatever your podcast app of choice is. Just look up Five Star uh, Match Game and you will get all those episodes there. So, Joe, thank you so much uh, for, for helping us get through this NXT Stand and Deliver show. Uh, I will be uh, waking up with a bowl of cereal watching this on Saturday morning, uh, rest assured, and uh, hopefully you'll be joining me uh, in that as well. But, uh, yeah, thank you so much for helping us preview this, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. And our continued coverage and previews of WrestleMania weekend roll on here with John Hernandez. John, how are you? I'm good, Rich. How you doing? Doing good, doing good. So you're going to help us look at a few uh, WrestleMania weekend shows. I think you got a good crop of, of shows here that you wanted to preview. Uh, some pretty interesting ones. Not maybe not your major shows. Obviously, not your Ring of Honors, your your, your WrestleManias, your GCW, Joey Janela Spring Breaks, or whatever. But I, I think a crop of some pretty fun shows that are going to be up and down. Uh, on, on on Friday and Saturday, that I think um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to checking out pretty much all three of these for for some reason or another. Uh, we'll start out with GCW's Jimmy Lloyd's Degeneration F. This has kind of been uh, the last couple of years. Uh, Jimmy Lloyd has, has has been running, you know, in the GCW venue doing his own little you know sort of thing, and and uh, those shows have been they've been a mixed bag of sorts. I know you've watched them in the past, and they're they're always like fine, they're okay. But what I always love is that they're at a really cool time slot. They're at a time slot uh, this year, Friday at uh, 11 a.m. Pacific, pretty much on their own. There's not much else going on at that exact same time. Tokyo Joshi Pro. Uh, starts at noon, but if you're not into to you know that, there's pretty much nothing else going on. So I think it's a good time slot for this type of show, and and I think it's an interesting premise that this show has, and I I, I like that a lot of the talent up and down this show. So what, what's kind of caught your eye about Jimmy Lloyd's Degeneration F uh, this year? Um, I mean, I got to tell you, there's one main reason I picked Degeneration F this year. Um, it only it's a coincidence. I, I've realized I've uh, I've covered this show in some capacity for the site i think since they've run it um that's not me uh you know trying to get in on the ground floor of jimmy lee jimmy lloyd's crop of uh, future stars <laughs> i just always landed on it by accident but uh the main thing i'm excited for on this one is uh i got starboy charlie and alec price circled um mainly i picked it as an excuse to go on a short rant about alec price um you got any feelings about alec price I don't know if I have any strong things about Alec Price, so I'm, I'm going to let you take the floor there. I, I, I know of uh, Alec Price, but I don't know that I have any strong, strong thoughts yet, but 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 go for it. All right, here we go. I'm going in. Uh, so, like, I, I feel like the the world of the independents, especially the way we all talk about them, about how, like, the independents aren't what they used to be. They're not, but I feel like there's, there's like, two major planets, right? There's, like, the IWTV sphere and the GCW sphere. Um and over on that other sphere, on the in that IWTV world, like the the New England Limitless Beyond world, the Southern Underground action in the South thing, uh, Price just cleans up and he does everything everybody wants. And I swear to you, I mean this, he's the best never signed dude on the Indies. The only argument I'll listen to is Titus Alexander, and even then, I'm just being polite. Uh, the dude. Uh, Limitless went on a crazy run through 2021. Price like came, ended up after Daniel Garcia made some room. Price took over in Limitless. All his matches were killer. Uh, great promos. Won the belt over there. Uh, over and beyond, he won two different feuds that were quote unquote to determine the ace of beyond. Uh, first against Dickinson, and then when they had to erase Dickinson, 
Uh, Biff Busick came and put him over. He uh, he wins the Southern Underground Pro title to be a major character in that joint uh, Southern season of Underground Territory. Uh, the dude's killing it everywhere, except when WrestleMania weekend comes, it feels like an entirely different universe. His GCW stuff, um, you know, every time he pops up, it's usually in scrambles. He's had a couple singles matches. Uh, he always stands out uh, still. And uh, landing Starboy Charlie as an opponent for this one, I think, is great. Um, Price does so much more, I think. I think Price gets pegged as like a high flyer to some people. I think his in-ring style is so much more than that. I think he's super aggressive, comes off super stiff, can fly if need be. Um, I really hope if there's any takeaway from me being here, it's that my hyping up Alec Price gets people to pay attention to that match. Yeah, that, that it's it, it it's definitely gonna help me because now I, I I've now jotted that down. I've I've written down you know pay attention because I feel like I've seen him, but you're right that I've mostly seen him in the GCW sphere and not necessarily. Uh, I'll have to watch the Southern Underground Pro stuff because that's uh, that's usually up my alley, and I do love a lot of what they do. Uh, so I'll have to see him there because yeah, everything I've seen in GCW uh, doesn't quite you know knock my socks off. But I really haven't watched the Limitless stuff, and I did not watch much of the uh, uh, the Uncharted Territory from from last season, the, the the one that they had with like you said the Southern Underground Pro. So I will right. have to maybe you know circle this one or keep an eye on him because yeah, it's never quite landed with me. But that's high praise that you give, and and obviously as well, somebody who respects your opinion, uh, I'm interested in then because it's like all right, well then maybe I got to start taking notice and 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 uh, and, and really you know, study. So yeah, this, this weekend will definitely be an opportunity for me to, uh, to circle that one. Like you said, Starboy Charlie, good. What maybe it's just being in one-on-one matches like scrambles. I never feel like anybody gets over anymore on those. Like it's just people pretend that people get over on them, but they basically just get like gifts. And then that doesn't really matter for anything else afterwards. Uh, it's still singles matches that make people stand out. And this, this, is a great reason on Friday, March 31st, to watch the show in the morning then and and, and check out Alec Price uh, and Starboy Charlie. So it is circled, it is written down, it is pay attention to uh, in in bold, <laughs> I have. So I will, uh, I'll definitely keep, uh, uh, keep note of that. But uh, yeah, that, that's because you mentioned Titus Alexander as one of the other better unsigned uh, talents on the uh, uh, the show. And he's, he's here against Cole Radrick, uh, Jack Hartwell versus Hunter Drake. Uh, Sawyer Wreck, Bobby Orlando, the East West Express, Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne versus the best bros versus wasted youth versus CPF, uh, Jimmy Lloyd versus Bodie Young prodigy, um, Kenzie page versus Sandra moon. Uh, it's a decent card. I would say, I mean, there's a lot of good talent on there. I can't say that I'm super excited for a lot of the other matches on the show, but I don't know where, where do you land on the rest of the show? Is it something that you really think is like, there's a lot of good young talent on there, but I, I'm not quite sure it's like the best way to use all that talent. I, I don't know. Where, where do you stand on that? Well, I think that's been a recurring thing with this show. And I think as you, like you pointed out, it's time slot, I think takes a lot of the pressure off of it. It's a real, uh, you know, sit down, uh, fold some laundry show in the beginning of the weekend every time. But, um, I don't know. There's some cool stuff on here. Uh, Titus Alexander and Cole Radrick can be cool. Cole's stock's gone up with me since he started doing Deathmatch. I uh, I know a lot of people who haven't been following might turn their noses up at that, but he's really good at it. Um, and Titus is great. Uh, that big tag scramble match, uh, I think Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne are like pegged for a big weekend. I know they have Motor City Machine Guns on another show. Um, I've been a little um, embarrassingly pissy about some of the hype around Nick Wayne because sometimes I'm like I get it he's like 19 and he's the only guy you've heard of but a lot of people can do what Nick Wayne does 
Um, but in, yeah, the thing but with in, Nick Wayne is like he was doing it when he was 17 and it was like, whoa, this kid's not even allowed to vote. Da, da, da. And then it's like we're now like two years later and it's like, yeah, I mean, he's still just kind of, you know, <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's one of those weird hype trains that like when people are are so young and they do something cool, we like overly get on board. But then the problem is like they're not going to continue to just get better and better. I mean, they might they might continue to get better every single year, but that's not really always true. And for him, it's just kind of like he's been doing the same thing now for two years. And it's like, all right, well, now he's 19. That's not that young anymore. (laughs) Like, you know, we've seen 19 year olds do cool stuff. So, well, the other thing, too, what the 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 compliment sandwich on this, I don't know if I started with a compliment, but (laughs) but uh, a compliment open face sandwich. I think that tag team with Oliver has been so great for both of them. It's the most interested I've been in either guy. Um, they got cool gear. I think they complement each other well. I think Oliver took a step up tagging with Wayne. Um, I think Wayne's a lot more exciting in a tag setting than he is in a singles. Um, and I think this is a cool... Oh, well, this is an okay. This is a sort of cool match. I think the uh, Balianaki and Mesa team is a cool one for them to get in there with. Um, I don't know this Joe Lando, Danny Black team. I know they're... In a, in a group with Callan Newman from uh, from Progress, but I haven't seen a, pro- a Progress show in some time. <laughs> join, join the club. <laughs> join yeah. the rest of the world. Join the rest of the world and in, in, in not doing that. And uh, I've always liked Marcus Mathers. I don't know why. Like I, I, I don't think I should like him, and I don't know if he's that good, but there's something about him that I've always been sort of uh, interested in. So uh, I'm interested in, in, in him here with Dylan McKay and, and Marcus Mathers uh, in this tag match as well. I don't, Something about him always is like, I don't know. Do I like this guy? And I'm, I, I don't know. I don't know if I like him or not, but he always just catches my eye when I see him in the ring. I kind of feel that way about both these guys. I kind of haven't burnt out on like the dirtbag aesthetic. I don't, <laughs> I'm still okay with it. <laughs> In fact, if when people come out looking like these two guys do, I'm like, I'll watch the match and see if they're good. Yeah, for um, sure, for sure. Uh, <laughs> but your point, though, before before we move on, your point about Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne, I, I I'm with you. We may have just seen like this is probably the way to use them. Like I don't know that everyone's going to do this, and I don't know if this is going to be their career projections, but that might be it. And that's fine. Like being in a tag team, there should be no shame in that. But maybe we've seen that the best of both worlds for both these guys and accentuating the positives and hiding the negatives comes in the form of these guys being in a tag team together. Like we've seen Jordan Oliver do big time singles matches and win titles and be in main events or whatever, and then had mixed you know results or whatever we've seen Nick Wayne in, in in similar spots as well and there's been some good and some bad but like I'm with you everything that I've seen of the East West Express it's like yeah this is perfect this is exactly what the role for these guys and I think they could make this into a money drawing tag team they really could like there's nothing that says that these guys can't main event shows but it probably does accentuate both of what they do best in a way that I mean they can you know you don't get too sick of them you don't have to they don't have to be in the ring there for 45 minutes or whatever and I just think yeah like you said they they look the part they look good they look like they belong together it's just I don't know I, I I've been a fan of it thus far as well so so I'm with you that like we may have kind of figured out the 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 thing to do with both of these guys and Oliver in particular I think has improved a lot over the last couple of years yeah and I I mean a couple of years ago GCW was just hammering him into the audience he was you know, big names were getting brought in and either having long wars with Oliver or losing to him. He had like the, the double overtime Iron Man match with Deppin, I think it was. Uh, but, you know, so it, it, I was completely burnt out on the guy. Uh, and I'm not anymore. I'm into it. And, and weirdly, it's a weirdly uh, exciting time for tag teams on the indies to me. There's a lot that I'm either excited about or taking a flyer on. Um, and I know sometimes... Uh, you know, the GCW sphere is kind of its own world, but 
if they go around and do more with other with other uh, indies, I think there's a there's a lot of money to be made for them. For sure, and you're right. the the, the indies uh, the tag teams are back, which is cool. There was like. 10 years where nobody was in any tag teams main com- big companies small companies indies like nobody liked tag teams anymore but i'm, I'm very glad uh tag teams are back because tag team wrestling rocks and, and we need more uh of that so that is uh, jimmy lloyd's generation f again this is going to be on fight plus uh so if you're subscribing to fight plus this is yet another show that you're gonna be able to get uh for whatever it is eight dollars ten dollars a month or whatever depending on where you're living and, and, and what currency you're paying in but uh that's awesome it, it's it's a tremendous tremendous value uh, this WrestleMania weekend because you're just going to be able to get so many of these shows and and it makes for exploration a little bit easier because like you said if you if you bought Fight Plus you have Fight Plus and you're awake and you're not doing anything well why the hell not just turn on the show even if you're just folding laundry or cleaning the house or whatever just have it on the background and that that that's I think a great uh, a move by by Fight to to do that this year and just make it so much more accessible to watch all these shows and you know really have to pick and choose and and, and try to you know finance through okay well I'm gonna do my, buy all these shows or do I buy the package or whatever uh, I I really do. Uh, appreciate that uh, from them. But uh, let's move on to another show on uh, Friday, March 31st, 4 p.m. from the Globe Theater, uh, which is also hosting uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro uh, this weekend as well. And it is Prestige Wrestling's Nervous Breakdown. And Prestige has gained a lot of uh, buzz over the last couple of uh, uh, years, really the last year and a half. I think they've really, really gained a lot of steam. And yeah, this is like talent-wise might be legitimately one of the most loaded shows on the entire weekend and that's saying a lot i mean that's obviously saying a ton with ring of honor and 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 you know new japan and impact but like pretty much everybody on the show is is somebody or something i mean there's there's one match that i see that i'm like yeah yeah those guys are just kind of whatever but there's a lot to love here what, what what's caught your eye with prestige wrestling nervous breakdown 4 p.m by the way 4 p.m pacific time globe theater uh sometimes i feel like so, so prestige has drawn me in lately with a lot of the outside talent they've brought in um, you know, I'm big Dragon Gate guy, and they've recently they had the Yamato against uh, Shelly match. Um, they just had Adam Brooks against KZ. That was good. So I've been following for a bit, and it's funny because I think Prestige is kind of like a promotion of of like two worlds because they have their own, um, you know, they have their own characters and stories, but they really do a great job of bringing in outside talent. And I think sometimes there's a lot of things going on with prestige that you'd think would be resolving here, but this just kind of seems to be, um, highlighting the outside talent, which I think is smart. I think they're, um, they're, they're new year's. Uh, what's them? Oh man. The rest of all, the rest of all show that yeah. big, uh, their rest of all show was like, I think the best one of the whole weekend. Um, I don't know. They're really good at putting together cool matches. They've got a couple like underlying stories that I think will present themselves in these matches. Uh, I'm excited for it. And I think the match where you're like, oh, those are just guys. There's some there's some cool little threads in it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. In terms of the talent, though, I mean, Ultimo Dragon's coming in for the weekend and he's here and he's going to be teaming with Time Splitters, uh, Kushida and Alex Shelley uh, versus Team Filth, uh, Filthy, Tom Lawler, uh, Drell Nelson, Royce Isaacs. Like that sounds cool as hell. Uh, one of my favorite bookings for the entire weekend is Titus Alexander versus Michael Oku. Uh, I'm a big fan of Michael Oku in in certain spots. Like he needs to be like Michael Oku in just any normal match is is, is whatever. But Michael Oku with the right opponent and, the, and and the right story and the right crowd or whatever can always deliver well. And you got Titus Alexander who who's obviously been big in in, in this scene. Uh, you know, in the West Coast wrestling scene for for you know the last couple of years. Uh, that's going to be really cool to see Titus Alexander, Michael Oku. Um, Aja Kong is on this match now. The problem is I don't know. 
It's Masha Slamovich versus Aja Kong, which when you close your eyes and you go, yeah, hell yeah, Aja Kong versus Masha Slamovich. The problem, though, is I don't know how many people go into the Globe Theater at 4 p.m. Pacific time uh, on Friday have seen Aja Kong in the last couple of years because it's just it's not the same. Like it's, it's there's still a vibe, but I do think that a lot of people might be a little disappointed by that. Where, where do you stand on, on Aja Kong in 2023? You know, I uh, as a as a musician. I often talk about how there's some shows that it's more important that you are on the flyer than when you show up and you play first and only 10 people are watching you. And this is kind of the equivalent. I'm very glad. I'm happy for Masha Slamovich that she gets to have a billing against Aja Kong. Uh, good luck wrestling the actual match. You know, in, fair, in fairness, I couldn't tell you what Aja Kong looks like now. I can't imagine it's it's great. I've I've seen one Aja Kong match in the past five years, <laughs> but she's still Aja Kong. Uh, yeah, and I'm, exactly. You know, <laughs> it, 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 what, what, the way to do this is Aja Kong comes out. She looks like Aja Kong. She is Aja Kong. She's on the she's on the poster, and then her and Slamovich have like two minute match. You know what I mean? Just just yeah, like bowls at each other. Like like much Slamovich wrestled a bear last year. Or whatever. Just do that. Just recreate <laughs> that match and have Aja Kong in the in the bear role. Like that's fine. That that will work. But yeah, overstaying your welcome or, or, or expecting this to be uh you know a, a matchful back and forth match, which I don't think anybody is. Um, you know, that that's all I'll say. It's just like temporary expectations if you haven't seen Aja Kong in a while, but still with the idea like, yeah, it's still gonna be a, a pretty, pretty fun match. And and uh, a match that really stands out to me, one that, that I'm excited to see uh, is Shigehiro Irii versus Kevin Blackwood. Those are two super talented guys. Uh, Irii always like perpetually trying to come to America to break out and get booked a bunch of places. And for some reason, nobody ever, but I don't, I don't know. Nobody ever books him. Like he just kind of, he comes over to America. He's here for like a year. He wrestles a couple times in a couple places. Then he goes back. And then like two years later, he's like, I'm coming to America again. Book me again. So we're just going to keep doing that uh, for never and ever. But uh, him and Kevin Blackwood, I, I'm pretty excited about that match. That's two guys that I really, really do enjoy. Uh, what, 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 uh, and then your eye about about that match or any any thoughts on that match i should say well for starters Irie, i got a i got a real big soft spot for because one time he was on colt cabana's podcast when colt started doing it like on the road and doing little short interviews and he talked to Irie about how he learned he was learning english from winnie the pooh and uh <laughs> he just talked about winnie the pooh for 10 minutes and i was like i'll follow this guy to the ends of the earth uh, <laughs> uh yeah, I know I, I love both guys. Eerie, I think did he just win 16 karat? Uh yes, yes he um, did. Yeah. All right, cool timing. Uh Blackwood, I love um that era of limitless, that 2021 stretch of limitless um that I rave about to whoever will listen. Blackwood was Garcia's like sidekick and he was fantastic and everyone already knows that, you know, he's a great like kick pad guy with cool matches, but he showed there that like his character work is great. This is just a, it's a cool match. They're both great wrestlers. It's a cool spot for both guys to be in. Irie gets to have an opponent where you know he'll have a good match, and Blackwood gets, you know, a, a relatively big outside name that uh, you don't often, you know, you don't get a lot of those. Yeah, it should, it should be a it should be a slugfest too between those two guys. So so definitely excited about that. Uh, and then yeah, up and down the card, some other stuff uh, there. You have Aussie Horse, War Horse, and Adam Brooks. Uh, versus Midnight Heat, Ricky Gibson and Eddie Pearl. 
uh, as well as another tag match. We'll kind of combine these and, and, and talk about both. Uh, LA Dojo, you got Clark Connors, Yuya Uemura, and Kevin Knight uh, versus C420, uh, 420, which is Cody Chun, uh, Guillermo Rosa, uh, Rosas, and Sonico. So, yeah, is, uh, that, those are the two matches where I was like, yeah, those just have guys, but I think those are the ones that you were referring to that like have a little bit of uh, connections. or there, there's, there's reasons for these matches happening, right? Yeah, um, that C420 team, that's like, those are like the prestige mascots. Those are like the the guys. I don't know if that'll matter in L.A., but um, that's like the deal there. Sonico uh, just main evented the, or didn't main, semi-main evented the last show against Shelly. Um, C4 is about to go into a tag title match with Midnight Heat. Um I don't know, C4 is a cool team. They were just in the, uh, I just watched them have a few matches in that um, Beyond uh, or the Independent Wrestling Tag Title Tournament. Um, and, I, you know, if you look at framing it like that, like it's like the prestige uh, home team against the LA Dojo kind of gives it a more fascinating angle. Um, obviously, every time, every guy on that uh, LA Dojo team is a killer. Um, and, you know, Sonico and C4 are pretty good. It should be a cool match. I think I imagine it'll somehow tie into things that are going on in the overarching stories uh, in Prestige. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. They might just ignore all that stuff until they're back in the Northwest. (laughs) Right. But this is, I mean, this is a great weekend to do stuff like that, to try to let people know about Prestige, let people know where they can follow it, where they can watch it. And and yeah, featuring as much of your local talent in in, in big spots or in, 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 you know, fun spots, prominent spots is is, is definitely, you know, smart strategy uh, uh, to do. So hopefully they, they, they put the best foot forward there. Uh, also, uh, Calvin Takeman versus Vidi Massaro. So uh, I love Calvin Takeman. He's like one of my favorite guys on the indies right now. Uh, a guy that I would like, I would just adore. Like if I if I ran an indie, he'd be like one of the first guys I call because I just I love the look, I love the style, I love I, I love how he works. And and Vidi Massaro just a class a, a classic veteran uh, of of the West Coast. So I, I love that match and and uh, excited to see Tankman versus Massaro. That sounds like a pretty fun match. And then uh, uh, the last one there is uh, uh, Miyu Yamashita versus uh, Taya Valkyrie which is still happening as, as far as we know as of this recording. I mean, Otaya is obviously uh, in AEW now and is, is backed out of some bookings, but this one seems like it is still going. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think Yamashita is solid as hell. I don't know if I I probably would have found a better booking than Taya Valkyrie for her, but uh, mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, it, it's... I don't know. I just would have found a better booking for her, but I still think it has a chance to be okay. It's just how will Taya have her working boots on here for a prestige wrestling nervous breakdown show at 4 p.m. You know, on 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 Friday. I, I don't know. That that's that's I guess my question there. Yeah, I'm a bit of a. I'm not as hard on Taya as a lot of people are. Um, you know, I know her matches aren't great, but whenever I'm like at a show that she's working. Um, I think she's fun. Like she stands out. She like looks and sounds very wrestler, which is thing I very much still admire in wrestlers. (laughs) Uh, But it does seem like a weird booking at Yamashita. I feel like if you're going to show off that booking, you put her in there with like a workhorse. Um, Honestly, you know, it would be great. I feel like if you swapped Taya and Masha Slamovich's spots on this show. Oh, you're right. The whole show would be better for it. Imagine Shit, that. Shit, you're right. Yeah, Tyler Valkyrie and Aja Kong, just like two, you know, bruising women just going at it, right? That that would rule. And then, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You just fixed it. 
I'll tell him. We'll just DM Prestige and just say, yeah. <laughs> like, hold on, guys. We got an idea. I know. I don't know if you've you sent out some marketing. I understand, but we got it. This is you're absolutely right. Switch those two, uh, and, and you're there. Uh, no, that that's perfect. And also, uh, as of right now, scheduled to appear is still Timothy Thatcher, but he doesn't have any opponents. So, um, yeah, uh, who knows what that 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 could be anything. Also, just to piggyback on something you said before, also love Tankman, and I also love him getting Vinny as an opponent. Uh, like my favorite Tankman matches are the ones where he just, I mean, like, I don't want to sound like, uh, you know, an old wrestler who's like, you don't have to do all that, but I love, you know, Tankman like made his name on being able to do a flip, you know, <laughs> at that size. Uh, but I love when Tankman just sits in there and beats the crap out of someone. And that's like, that's the Vinny Massaro match. Uh, I think that match is going to kill. Yeah. I'm I'm with you. I think that's the most underrated match of this entire show. That like you might just kind of pass up when you're like, ah, Vinny Masaru, Kevin. Yeah, but like that's that's Vinny Masaru, an all time all time pro. You know what I mean? Like just just a, a, a classic old school wrestler in all all ways, shapes, and forms. Mm-hmm. And and like you're right, Tankman just just go out there and just beat the hell out of the dude. You know what I mean? That that'd be cool as hell. Uh, for that match, so that's prestige. They're a little bit different. They're on high spots, uh, they're, so they're not going to be on fight. I think you do have to pay extra to get uh, prestige wrestling, which um, you know might hurt. It's you know it might hurt some people because it's not quite you know it, it's. I forget forget the price. I think I guess if you subscribe, you're able to get it um, on high spots. I think it's something like fifteen bucks a month or whatever. And I'm, I'm sure you could buy it. Uh, you know, a single version as well. But uh, that might hurt them a little bit just because you know everyone's going to be kind of used to getting everything on fight for 10 bucks for free uh, or, or, or you know you pay your 10 bucks and everything's just going to be there so i don't know that match might be her that show might be hurt a little bit by uh it's 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 time slot and you know it's right up against supercard of honor as well which really hurts like like i'm sure when they planned it they're like ah yeah supercard of honor whatever or, or hey 4 p.m at, at, on friday will be pretty open but yeah running up against supercard of honor is going to be real tough i think a lot of eyes are going to be on that show and 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 prestige is definitely going to have a tough uh a tough go of it but it's a, it's a show that I will absolutely watch like later in the weekend. I just I I don't think I'm watching it live just because I'm watching Supercard of Honor live as well as many no, people. Supercard probably. of Honor is the actual WrestleMania of this WrestleMania. Yeah, weekend. like I mean, come on, like King <laughs> and Commander. I, I I'm not watching Prestige yeah. Wrestling live. I'm sorry, but I will watch it later in the uh, the week. Uh, for sure, because it does look like a pretty fun show. And, and of what I've seen of Prestige, and I haven't watched a ton of it, but what I've kind of dabbled in, I, I, I like their approach to wrestling. They're, they're, they're this new wave of indie where it's just like we're back to making things like look good and be presentable and, and, and you know come across like a professional operation, which I think is, is good for everybody involved. Yeah, and you know, it's. I actually just realized I had a buddy text me yesterday and was like, do you want to go see Minoru Suzuki tomorrow or on Sunday, that is? And I just realized that that's a prestige show. Um, I didn't say yes because uh, <laughs> the match was against Robert Martyr, who I like. I just don't want to drive to go see him. Uh, <laughs> Is this but, this uh, hybrid moments show? I believe I just I have too many tabs open. Yeah, it looks like it looks like it yeah. is. Yeah. Okay. And I think um, a lot of the stuff I was talking about about storyline stuff probably uh, probably all happens in this show. Um, so, but we're I recording saying, this what on on March twenty fifth. Yes, March 26th, so spoiler. Yeah, if there's anything that happens wildly on, on hybrid moments, we didn't know. Uh, but I will tell you what you can do though is get in the ear of Prestige and say, "Hey, I got an idea for you." <laughs> you know, there you go. <laughs> Mania weekend. I got a switch for you. It's gonna make everything all the way different. But uh, but uh, yeah, no, I, I appreciate what they've done. Uh, I'll, I'll give it up. They have a website that has like you know the events and you can click on them. So. <laughs> 
the bar is low, but that's, uh, no, that's it, tremendous. Yeah, it's just I mean, it's great. It's uh, there's a website and that already you, makes them a top three Indian. Yeah, country. exactly. You can go and you can <laughs> see all of the events and the names and also the people wrestling on said events. So so that's good. But no, they're they're, they're a pretty professional operation. So yeah, I've I've liked a lot of what I've seen. Uh, from that, but they're on many a weekend, of course, uh, but on high spots uh, for Prestige Wrestling Nervous Breakdown. And then the final show we are going to talk about, uh, John, I think it was honestly, other than Supercard of Honor last year, which was a really, really good show, my favorite show of WrestleMania weekend last year was Gringo Locos, The World on Lucha. And now we are coming back again April 1st after uh, WrestleMania Saturday, presumably. Uh, hopefully, WrestleMania Saturday doesn't go uh, that long, but uh, at 9 p.m. Pacific time uh, from the Ukrainian Cultural Center, uh, Gringo Locos, The World on Lucha 2. So now we'll, let's talk about The World on Lucha 1, and then we'll kind of get to the second show. What did you think of last year's show? Did you also think it was was like a revelation and, and, and a bunch of fun? Because I loved it. I thought it was a really, really cool show. Well, I think it was capitalizing on a thing that GCW has done well, I was going to say deceptively well, but I think everyone's onto it. GCW's lucha bookings have just been cool. Like they, whoever's putting these mat, whoever's bringing in talent, it, it might be Gringo Loco. I don't know, but whoever's coordinating it, like knows what's going on, gets cool matches. Uh, you know, like what they, they had, um, um, Aramis against, um, Oh my God, my brain's I'm blanking. What's his name? Who Armies uh, <laughs> wrestles everywhere, and then they and then GCW got the uh, uh, face paint, cool suplex as his finisher. Uh, Arez, <laughs> Arez, yeah, yes, geez. yes, yes. Um, you know they got that match. They got those two against each other more than once over um, a year or two ago. Uh, last year's card, I reviewed and previewed for the site. Uh, Pagano against Sadika. I told everyone would be the best match of the weekend. I was way wrong. But, uh, and you know, GCW does the, for, and their big shows for a while before then, they were always having these super hyped um, Lucha Six-Mans that were always delivering, always getting hyped. Um, so it makes sense that they keep leaning into this. Uh, I thought last year's show was great. Uh, the short answer to your question is yes, I agree. And, <laughs> and I think this car is really good too. I like it. Yeah, it, it, it's cool. And I, I like the time slot, too, like the, the post-WrestleMania time slot, I think, is, is a lot of fun. Uh, sorry, I, I said 9 p.m. early, 10 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. I think that's a, it, it's a cool time slot. And again, being on Fight Plus is definitely a, a, a bonus because you're done watching WrestleMania, you're just kind of chilling out or whatever. Perfect time to throw on Fight Plus and just, you know, whether you're whether you're, you're packing it in for the night because it's pretty late or, or, or you're still uh, interested in watching more wrestling. Uh, you, you, you got uh, Gringo Locals World and Lucha, and and yeah, I think that's a it's a hell of a show. It, it's got the the card looks really really good. Uh, you got Vikingo and Laredo Kid, and I don't know Vikingo's probably gonna be sore. He's gonna have to be sore at some point. Like he can't just always be great, right? <laughs> like he's gonna have to slow down at some point. But I don't know if versus Laredo Kid is where he's gonna slow down. But uh, he's gonna have a very busy weekend, uh, and maybe takes it easy in this match. But uh, every time I've seen Laredo Kid live too, he just jumps off the page. So yeah, Vikingo and Laredo Kid, one of the more underrated matches of the entire weekend in my mind, because it's like I don't see a lot of people talking about that but it's like i don't know man that has a chance to be really 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 good uh one of the more fun bookings of the weekend uh negro casas versus uh tony deppin uh what, what do you make of uh well maybe let's let's start with vikingo and laredo kid and then we'll work our way to uh uh, uh negro casas and, and, and tony deppin but vikingo and laredo kid do you kind of agree with me that that's like wildly underrated for the matches this year like that that's a hell of a match it's just kind of happening on this show yeah well you know ordinarily i would agree with you but I think the reason it's underhyped is because it's probably the third 
most exciting Ejo del Vikingo match of the weekend. That is also uh, like true. You said, yeah. Vikingo's got a wild slate. Um, he's got he's got Bailey. He's got a uh, he's got Commander. Um, and this is the one that's happened before, but um, kind of like when GCW got Ares and Aramis. If you just do the compact version of Vikingo Laredo Kid, is still a lot better than what most people are putting out there. Uh, that's like that's I can't. It, it's crazy that the third coolest opponent he has all weekend is Laredo Kid. Uh, that match is gonna it, the the most compact version of that match available is still nuts. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, it's I, I'm I'm excited to see it, but yeah, at some point he's gonna have to slow down or chill out. But uh, yeah. I don't know. Hopefully not this weekend. And uh, yeah, this is uh, gonna be a hell of a match. But uh, yeah, Negrocasas and uh, Tony Deppin. What'd you make of that one? I mean, getting Negrocasas in there is is like total nerd shit. Like you said, like it's just they 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 get it. They get the aesthetic. They get what people you know what people like what what Western fans or what American wrestling fans like out of lucha. Uh, and and booking someone like a Negro Casas is just yeah awesome and and I've seen some people get upset about the booking of him versus Tony Depp and thinking there was somewhere better to go or a better match or whatever. What do you make of that? I mean, first off, bringing Negro Casas in that's cool, but but yeah, do you think that there may have been a better option than Tony Depp in, or, or where do you stand on that? Well, I got a big soft spot for Depp in, and Deppin's wrestled like everyone already, so these matches are the most exciting to me. Uh, Deppin's also, from what I gather, I mean, just from watching his bookings and the way he talks about them, you know, he's a big nerd for these, like, old luchador matchups. He got Psychosis at last year's show. He got Negro Navarro over the last year and was going, uh, he was super stoked about that. Um, and the thing is, like, honestly, I think Deppin's a great opponent to make Casas look good. I, I don't know, you know, Casas as recently as just before COVID and the one match post COVID that I've seen him in still looks pretty good to me. People I, I've read people since he jumped over to AAA say that he finally looks old, but I haven't seen it yet. Uh, and you know, a match with Depp and it for all, for all the vets, you could have Depp and roll around in the ring with just trading, uh, complicated submissions. I think Casas can do that better than most of them yeah. i think that's going to be a really good match for sure yeah yeah i'm excited for it too. i i don't think like you know i saw people being like ah, tony depp and there's got to be somewhere better but i'm like i don't know who <laughs> like if you yeah. can't name i can't name somebody off the top of my head that that would be great i mean yes you could have negro casas in there against like somebody else you know from AAA or someone else in lucha but the whole point of bringing him in there is to have it be like a fun you know exposure thing for people that have never seen it you know maybe never seen him before uh, so yeah, I, I, I think that booking is, is, is perfectly fine. And, uh, uh, elsewhere on the cards, some stuff that really stands out to me, uh, gringo loco and psycho clown. I mean, that is anytime psycho clowns there, I'm in like psycho clowns, just incredible. Uh, it just it, presence is, is, is awesome. And gringo loco, like I, I gringo loco is the best wrestler to ever go to like a live show with of people that have never watched wrestling before because this man comes out and his name is gringo loco and he's got some insert like random hip-hop song that he comes out to and everybody i'm always with is like who the fuck is this guy it's like a a white dude with a do-rag on sunglasses and they're like come on like he kind of looks like mvp and he's got like you know 
weird gear or whatever and then like within two minutes of the match he does some cool shit and does some stuff that absolutely blows your mind and by the end of it my friends are always just like that guy rocks man <laughs> that guy is so awesome and i'm like i told you i told you but it's 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 incredible the the difference between like the the look uh, that he has which i think is incredible i think it's just great but uh it, it he is just an experience to be in there with and him and, and psycho clown is like awesome booking I, I mean he's booking the show so of course he's going to give himself the big star that's how you're supposed to do it that's smart but yeah him and psycho clown I, I definitely have circled as a match i cannot wait to watch yeah i mean like i think i probably said this last year about this show this dude is like the guy fietti of wrestling like uh he looks ridiculous but all that food looks good as hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. I've, I've never seen gringo look bad in the ring no and i've and it's been years of me watching gringo loco come out and being like like, I remember the first couple times, it's like you said, the first couple times I saw Gringo Loco, I was like, I get the reference, I get the art bar thing. Uh, but, you know, you watch him come out and you're like, ugh, <laughs> like this guy looks ridiculous. But he rules, and all these hyped GCW six-mans we're talking about that made that made it so this show happens, he's in all of them, and he's like a crucial part of them. And he always keeps up. I don't know how he makes that body move like that. I don't either. Uh He's great, and I'm part of me is a little upset he's not in a big tag because he's he's a lot of times he's the glue in a big tag. But like, good for him getting give yourself Psycho Clown. You've Absolutely, it. dude. Yeah, you earned this. This is your second show. You're getting another produce show. Yeah, give yourself give yourself the big uh, the big main eventer there uh, with, with Psycho Clown. Uh, a match that I am very much looking forward to it should be absolutely incredible. Black Taurus and uh, Los Vipers, Latigo and Toxin versus Commander Arez and Aramis. I mean, we've seen this kind of match like thousands of times but who cares like it's always fun like you know i'm not i'm not going to complain about guys getting in the ring and doing a bunch of cool shit for for 10 minutes like that's never i'm never going to truly get sick of that and i don't think especially when they're as good as these guys are and and any uh, opportunity for for more people to see latigo and toxin who are just like again another crew that just blows your mind like lucha always has that like every couple of years people are like yeah no no they, they, we saw the best high flyer ever and then a new guy comes and they do it and and, and vikingo is now kind of elevated and upgraded and, and graduated to the point where everyone's like oh yeah, yeah yeah we all know him but now you got latigo and toxin who i feel like are are, are the under uh and like you said a resin aramis and all these guys have wrestled each other ten thousand times or whatever so they just know exactly where to be at all the exact right times but uh, this match is gonna be crazy and black Turtles has the base i'm in for it i love it Oh yeah, I mean, th like I said, like they've been they've been running these six bands forever. I don't know if it's ever been this stacked. I'm glad you pointed out Latigo and Toxin because I think Latigo and Toxin are like the least exciting component of this match, and I love them. That's how stacked this match is. Uh, that Commander R as an Army's team is like stacked to the gills. Uh, Black Taurus is like one of the best bases out there. This this could be, this really could be one of the best matches of the whole weekend. I don't if give this a little bit of time that's that's six murderers in this in that match right it needs the right crowd too and 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 maybe like don't have it be the opener maybe because people are going to file in or whatever have it happen a little bit yeah. later in the show let the crowd be there fully let them get fully uh invested and i i think you got a chance to have uh some real 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 cool stuff uh, with that, uh, elsewhere on the show, last two matches here, uh, Ciclope and Miedo Extremo uh, versus Damien 666 and Bestia 666. Uh, 
do we know? Are we gonna? Are we getting deathmatch here? Because or are we just getting it's gotta like? Be, right? It's gotta be. You can't have <laughs> sequel pay. Doesn't like. And for people wondering, it is not that sequel pay because he'd be facing himself. So that's probably not gonna happen. Uh, it is the other sequel pay, but it's the sequel play that's like an incredible deathmatch wrestler. So uh, I guess he, I mean you, I, you can't go full deathmatch. I don't think with Damian and, and and Bestie at this point, but um, it can't just be like a straight tag. We're not holding the tag rope. Is I guess what I'm saying here. Yeah, I, I got a big soft spot for Ciclope and Miedo Extremo from their freedom stuff. Uh, I mean, I don't know how much you can do with Damien and Bestia. They'll, it'll be it'll be fun enough, I guess. <laughs> Ciclope does. I mean, yeah, those guys do. It's real. a Ciclope GCW Miedo, show. But... They'll find a way. They'll, yeah, they'll, they'll, <laughs> they'll figure out something. Someone, someone's bleeding. Uh, someone's getting hit by it. It's probably just going to be Ciclope and Miedo Extremo just taking like very like weak, you know, like two shots to the head or something like that. You know what I mean? Like Damien and, and Bestia are probably not going to be doing a whole lot. They're probably hanging out and, and Ciclope and Miedo is going to have to do the, uh, the heavy lifting yeah. in this match for sure. But they, they can Ciclope make Ciclope and Miedo just diving through props. Yeah, exactly. Which is, you know what? Fine. <laughs> fine. fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. No problem. <laughs> yeah, Damien's on the outside. Ciclope goes to dive for him. Damien moves out of the way. Ciclope dives through a table. That's fine. I'll watch that for, for five to ten minutes. That's no problem with me. Uh, and then finally, uh, you have to say it every time, Sexy Star. No, not that Sexy Star uh, versus Dolce Tormenta <laughs> is our, our final one. Not that Sexy Star, another Sexy Star, the non-problematic Sexy Star and, and Dolce Tormenta. I, I was so. hoping I'd be the one who got to say not that yeah. Sexy Star. Yeah, <laughs> you could still do yeah. it. You have to qualify hey, every you're, single you're, time. You're so. the boss, Rich. You get to... <laughs> no, no, no. Please do it because someone might get confused in another minute or two and say, wait, hold on. That Sexy... No, no, no. So that's where you yeah, can bring it up. Just in case you're returning from pressing the 15-second fast-forward button. It's not that sexy stuff. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, I don't know Dolce Tormenta, though. I don't know anything about her. Um, I afforded myself one person to not know anything about, and it's her. Um, so I don't know what to expect from that match. Yeah, I know she's done a few like things on Dark. I don't know that I've seen a ton of her uh, as well. I know she's in some AEW Dark matches. And uh, yeah, I, I've... I know the name, but I'm trying to remember if I've ever actually seen her work. So I guess it's a good opportunity to to, to well, check it out and see if she's uh she, she's worth anything. But uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. That uh, a name I that I also I've... thought I knew the name, but then I realized I just know a different Dulce and a different Tormenta. <laughs> so you just combine <laughs> them in your head. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just know other luchadors who have those words. Yeah, yeah, names. yeah. That's funny. <laughs> But uh, yeah, all in all, I think it's it's another just fun as hell show. I I, I think last year I, I just loved that show, and uh, I'm still at it this this year. That I think it's really really going to be a blast uh, to watch. And and yeah, the ability to watch it on Fight Plus just makes it that much easier uh, for me. And I think I, I guess oh I should note here, uh, Melissa Santos, the uh, former Lucha uh, Underground uh, ring announcer, will be the uh, the main ring announcer for the show as well. So big booking by Gringo Loco there to get the Melissa Santos. Mm. Have they announced that they're getting Hugo again? I should have looked that up. Oh, you're right. I think you have enough things to look up. Uh, <laughs> Man, are they getting Hugo? I hope. I don't know. Yeah. Is Hugo coming That'll to really, uh, Los Angeles? It feels like he should, right? That can't be that hard to get to Los Angeles for Hugo. What, is he busy? Yeah. Is he, exactly. I don't know. Actually, you know, he, I, what kind of joke is that? He probably is. <laughs> he probably is busy, yeah. Or he's just not allowed in America. That's possible, too. So, I don't know. He was there last year. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. He was there last year. He's fine. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's done GCW before. Yeah, I don't know if he had, like, gambling debts or something like that that would prevent him from coming, but but he's all right. But, uh, yeah, so that, that looks like a fun show, and uh, uh, overall, it looks like a pretty fun weekend. Is there anything else that's kind of caught your eye, John, before we uh, we let you go here? Anything that's that's excited you about the weekend? You know... I wanted to have an exciting, obscure answer for this, but it's really just the same stuff everyone else is excited about. 
the best stuff is like always um supercard of honor is just stacked to the gills great show uh what is announced of spring break i'm excited for um like i said vikingo and bailey that's like one of the like that's one of the last exciting matches for me for mike bailey unless he goes somewhere big um I'm even excited for Janela and Ibushi. Janela's got a... I'm always rooting for Joey. Uh, he's got Endo on the DDT show. That's really cool. You know, I'm not a big DDT guy, but the DDT show's got a couple matches that have my eye. Yeah, I like that show uh, a lot. Takeshita and Ueno, that's a super cool match. Um, the GCW against uh, DDT show has... Uh, that's the other place Alec Price turned up. Um and it's a, he gets to be in there with Sasaki and Sensuro Takagi, which cool names to be in there with. His team is he's teaming with Gringo Loco on that one, so that's kind of cool. Um, actually, that show's got Debit and Homicide against Akiyama and Endo. That's pretty cool. The DDT stuff is all good. I'll, yeah, they, they brought a the lot DDT of good stuff. talent. Yeah, they brought a lot of good talent to the show. I mean, they brought their pretty much their core roster and and all the top dudes from their core roster. So I, I think they really do stand out this weekend too. Oh, and I just saw Janela's got Ueno on. Good for Janela. Mm-hmm. I hope I hope these matches go well. I'm rooting for Joey with uh, Ibushi and Ueno. Those are those are cool matches. Yeah, see Booker Man, like like I said with Gringo Local, like, these guys are starting to be like, hey, you know what? Hold on, give me the best wrestlers in the world. Like, I'm gonna face them. I'm not facing these other clowns. Like, I don't have to have fun matches. I need to have good matches, baby. That's where I'm at. Yeah, so, yeah. wasn't the tweet announcing Ibushi? Wasn't he just like, fuck it, I'm giving myself a Bushi? Yeah, pretty much. I think it was just like, fuck this. Like <laughs> I've been nice for too long. I'm taking a Bushi. It's like, yeah, do it, do it, man. Like, come on. Go yeah. off. Yeah. Get yeah. yours, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, I I, I forgot I'm paraphrasing the exact word, but it was essentially just like, all right, no more Mr. Nice Guy. I'm taking this match. So it's like, hell yeah. Oh yeah, brother, do it. Uh, but there you go. Yeah, so I, I'm right with you. I think WrestleMania weekend will be pretty fun this year. You, you know, sift through all the junk, but when you get it to it, like the stuff that's going to be streaming, the stuff in the major companies is all pretty damn good. Uh, and, and the stuff on Fight, I think the collective GCW, whatever you want to call it, uh, uh, matches. I think there's enough good stuff there that you're gonna you're gonna definitely get your you know eight to ten dollars worth or whatever uh, from from Fight Plus. So uh, uh, good stuff there. Uh, for sure. But uh, John, before we bid you adieu, you want to get your plugs out of the way, let people know where they can hear you. And uh, of course, listen to you uh, as well. I think probably most importantly. Yeah, that's pretty much all I do. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, well, I also contribute to voices of wrestling.com um, from time to time. And I play in a, in a band called timeshares. Um, we were just covered extensively on John Oliver's show. Were you really? Um, I, I'm I'm a, I'm a week no, or two he, behind. He did, no, he did a segment about actual time. Oh, um, I'm sorry, but he did use a font that we used on a t- on a t-shirt once. Okay, we're gonna cop that. <laughs> we're gonna cop that. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, the most ungoogleable band in America. Um, but uh, yeah, timeshares. We're on Spotify. We put out an album called Limb uh, last year. Um, go listen to that. Um, and that's all I got. Any uh, any tours coming up uh, immediately, or, or any uh, any shows people can check oh, out? You know what? for for the for the European listenership, I should have got these dates ready. Um, we're doing um, we're doing ten days in Europe, um, but I I don't have the dates ready. But they're in June, so if you live in Germany or Switzerland, um, and I, I, and I forget where else we're going. Uh, <laughs> Luxembourg. Um, Let's say Luxembourg. Don't say that because then. I don't want somebody from Luxembourg getting excited. No, I'm going to get angry emails from everyone in Luxembourg asking why timeshares isn't coming to Luxembourg. (laughs) Right. You better go to to Luxembourg. Uh, Next time. Next time. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. We're going to be out there and, um, you know, I should be better at plugging my band, but that's why I don't make any money with it. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, where can we follow uh, their uh, timeshare stuff? Support them, all that other good stuff. Where, where, what should oh, we do? Yeah. On, on, on Twitter, uh, at Timeshares Music. On Instagram, at Timeshares. I don't know how we got that. Um, Damn. Yeah, good for you. I know, right? <laughs> but the messages we get are berserk. Um, and you can follow me at, uh, at Old John Hernandez on all the social media. There it is. John, thank you so much for coming on here, helping us preview WrestleMania weekend, and we'll talk to you again soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, guys, we'll get you right back to the Voices of Wrestling WrestleMania weekend preview podcast. But before we do that, we do want to let you know a little bit about our friends at Homage. And founded in 2007, Homage turns back the clock with shout outs to eclectic moments and personalities in sports, in music, in pop culture. And most importantly to you guys, the world of wrestling. From Billie Jean King to Larry Bird to Dude Love, their clothing tells the story of triumph, individualism, and hustle, preserving the old school while still creating new legacies. And they have a ton of stuff that I know you guys are going to like. Like I said, a great collection of WWE apparel, from t-shirts to sweatshirts to shorts, all the other good stuff. And it's not just WWE stuff as well. They have Bret Hart shirts. They have Macho Man shirts. They have Onto the Giant shirts. They have Ric Flair shirts. They have Dude Love, Big Van Vader. They got event shirts as well. You want a Legion of Doom hoodie? You can get it. You want a Four Horsemen shirt? They got it. You want a King of the Ring? Whatever. They got that too. You want WrestleMania collection stuff? This is the week to get it. They have a ton of WrestleMania gear. They have old school WCW pay-per-views, WWF pay-per-views, current day WWE wrestlers, a ton of stuff available at Homage. And that's not it. If you're saying hey i got enough wrestling shirts i'm good don't worry they got mlb nba and nfl stuff colleges they have pop culture stuff from 90s pop culture to amusement parks to history to national parks to the office ted lasso nickelodeon mtv all that other stuff is available right now at homage and all you're going to want to do is go to voicesofwrestling.com slash homage no no promo codes necessary no other stuff necessary voicesofwrestling.com slash homage that's h-o-m-a-g-e again that's voices of wrestling.com slash homage h-o-m-a-g-e right now they are running a sale buy one get one 40 percent off site-wide so you're going to go to voices of wrestling.com slash homage and you're going to get that buy one get one 40 percent off sale that is available right now at voices of wrestling.com slash homage no promo code necessary that is site-wide and that includes all the wwe apparel all the wrestling apparel all of that is going to be available. Buy one, get one 40% off right now at voiceswrestling.com slash homage. Thank you guys for your time. Now back to the previews. All right, and continuing our discussion and our previews of WrestleMania weekend 2023 in Los Angeles, he is co-host of the Emerald Flow Show here on the Voice Wrestling Podcast Network. It's Paul. Paul, how you doing? I'm doing great, Rich. I've actually had a really nice Sunday so far, uh, giving away when we're recording this. Uh, I went out and voted today, and then I went to the gym, and then I came here to talk to you about some amazing shows at WrestleMania weekend. Uh, actually, no, oh. you did not choose amazing shows, though, unfortunately. I, re- I regret to inform <laughs> you. you did, uh, uh-oh. Uh, no, you chose Dark Arts Entertainment Monster Mania, so uh, there's still time. If we, we could switch it if you, if you need. Yeah. I don't want to ruin your day here with, uh, uh, with these shows. But no, we got, we got some very uh, interesting shows, to say the least, 
Uh, definitely <laughs> themed uh, in a lot of ways here. So we'll, we'll kick it off right away with the first show of WrestleMania weekend, the first show proper that we could find on Wednesday, March 29th, Dark Arts Entertainment's Monster Mania from Don Quixote in Los Angeles, California at 1 p.m. Pacific time. This is it. This is the opening of WrestleMania weekend. And, and boy, what an opener. You get Drexel versus Chupacabra versus Santana Jackson <laughs> in, a, in a three-way dance. You get Duke versus Black Swan and Kid Bandit. You got Super Beast versus Cal Jack. I mean, they're all there. All the stars are there for Dark Arts Entertainment Monster Mania. What, what are your thoughts on this uh, strange, odd show that uh, is probably happening yeah. way too early for people that are actually traveling into town? Though definitely, like it's it's. It, I mean, you have like the, the canceled match with like Mecha Wolf being in there as well, which I'm like, oh, oh like, yeah, starting <laughs> off hot. <laughs> Funny mode of Mecha Wolf. Hey, awesome, great. Yeah. And then like the Duke match, like because it says Duke versus Black Swan and Kent Bennett. So is that like is that actually like a handicap? <laughs> That's a great question. I don't know. I don't know. If, is Duke perhaps two person, two people that we don't know about? I, I don't know. It does seem like Duke has Maybe. got the odds stacked against him. Uh, out of the gates against Black Swan and Kid Bandit. But, uh, yeah, a very – I mean, this is very early to have a WrestleMania weekend show on a Wednesday yeah. is, is, is tough. I think Wednesday in general is going to be tough, but I think now people have sort of adjusted their schedules with the weekend, with WrestleMania being on the two nights and taking up Saturday – that more people are doing Thursday shows and more people are obviously doing Friday shows. But now we've seen a lot of bleed into Wednesday, and that just feels like a little too early. So it, it, <laughs> I, I'm very curious uh, how many people find their way to Don Quixote uh, in Los Angeles for for Dark Art Entertainment Monster Mania. I'm guessing. Especially at 1 p.m. Like, yeah, even – like- I, if I, you fly in. <laughs> right, right. We were talking like uh, about the Pandemonium Pro Wrestling at 5 p.m. That's a little more doable. If you were like, hey, look, I'm going to start – I'm going to fly on, on Wednesday – Maybe you get in at noon or one or two or whatever, and you're like, ah, you know what? Yeah, let's check out. Like 5 p.m. works a little bit better. 7 p.m. works Wednesday night. Wednesday at 1 p.m., I don't know who's that. I mean, people in Los Angeles like also have to work, right? Like So even the local yeah. people I don't think are going to be able to take all days off. So I am just flabbergasted how many people are going to show up to this show. Uh, it's got like, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight matches or whatever. It seems like, yeah. I don't know. It feels like there might be more people on matches than than in the building in, in Don Quixote, but we'll, uh, I guess we'll find and out. May very right. But I mean, one person, though, there's one person on the card that I think people should keep an eye on. Like, I don't think there's really much of a reason for you to, like, seek out the show, but I think there's one person I think you should keep an eye on here, and that's Galeno de Mal. Yes, yes, yes. Because if if for some reason you're someone that doesn't watch the top tier Japanese promotion, great. Uh, then you might not be familiar with this guy. He is a very large man. Like he is the other son of uh, Dr. Wagner Jr. Uh, aside from El Hijo, the Dr. Wagner Jr., who's champion of Noah. And he has recently popped up in Japan and great. And he is a very large man. He is... I would say he's not far off from being as wide as he is tall. And he does like, he, he wrestles like fucking Yave style with that size. It, it's, it's kind of really just a treat to see, actually. Yeah, in a, in a later, I think it'll come after your preview, but somebody declared that he might be like the breakout star of, of this year's WrestleMania weekend because like WrestleCon put him yeah. in a really, really big spot and he's got a few other bookings as well. And 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 he's somebody that is just going to jump off the screen immediately. You're going to see him. And and I think the person likened him to like an Elden Ring uh, uh, like boss. <laughs> I likened him to like a beat-em-up, like a, some 8-bit or like 16-bit beat-em-up boss like in, a, in like a, a Capcom game or whatever where it's just like he just – 
barrel like a bunch of barrels are uh, appear and all of a sudden he breaks through them all and it's just like oh crap and there's his health bar and he's got two health bars because he's just he's you're right he is as wide as he is tall and he's six foot five like so think about that yeah. think about how wide you have to be to be as wide as, as you are tall when you're six foot five but he does it and he and then the best part is too is that he's not a lumbering big man that just clubs you in the back no he actually can like grapple and move around and and and, and bounce around and get around the ring very very quickly so yeah keep keep an eye on him for the entire weekend no, I think really, I think the video game comparison actually is really apt because I think he really looks like the luchador in every video game ever. Yes, yes, like the default like bad guy boss luchador or whatever for sure. Yeah, just doing cross bodies all over the place. Uh, that that is that is fantastic. Yeah, so he yeah keep an eye on him and and that show. Um, this Dark Arts Entertainment. It, I don't believe it's streaming anywhere, so unless you're in Los Angeles, I, I don't think you're going to ever see this show, but uh, that's fine, because guess what? We still get tickets, though. There so, t- hey. plenty of tickets still available if you're in the Los Angeles area, and for some reason, looking for something to do Wednesday at 1 p.m., uh, and you decide that something is wrestling, even though you're going to have four more days of wrestling, but hey, you know what? If you're trying to be a completist and get to as many things as you can, a perfect opportunity for you uh, on Wednesday afternoon. But uh, we're going to move on now to Circle Sixes. Uh, Hoodfoot presents Crosses and Caskets. Uh, this is on Thursday, March 30th at 6 p.m. from Knucklehead Hollywood uh, in Hollywood, California. And we've talked about the Circle Six stuff a lot uh, uh, in the previews for this. But essentially, it looks like you pay like a $6 cover charge to get into this Knucklehead Hollywood venue, and then you're good to go. So you could stay there the whole day if you really want to. I guess uh, I think they're doing a break in the middle of the night, so I guess you're going to have to pay $6 again the next day to get in. But you can essentially go to hours upon hours of wrestling for like less than $20 for sure. Uh, and for us watching at home, uh, they're going to stream live on their YouTube channel. So uh, as well as their Facebook channel, I think they say Twitch, but they got banned last time they were on Twitch. So maybe don't <laughs> maybe don't expect maybe go to go to YouTube. I think it'll, it'll probably be all right on YouTube. If you go on Twitch, they might they might get shut down again. But uh, yeah, it's it's cool that we're going to be able to watch all these live. And 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 this is a show uh, from the Circle Six. It actually does have a couple of announced matches, which is is. <laughs> Okay, it's a low bar, I understand, but for, compared to some of the other Circle Six shows, uh, is something uh, to be noted. But uh, yeah, what 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 caught your eye about this Hoodfoot crosses and cactus uh, cactus caskets? I've made that mistake like seven times, and I don't know why. <laughs> crosses and caskets show. Uh, what what caught your eye about this one? Well, first of all, it's the fact that it's the show that is like organized by Hoodfoot because I think Hoodfoot is just kind of like a guy that you just kind of like keep an eye on because he's just I don't know like. Out of the deathmatch guys, he's definitely one of the more like interesting ones, mm-hmm. I would say. Because I would I he is like a very unique guy, basically. Like, like I'm always struggling to say if he's good. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. Is he good? I don't know if he. That's a great question. I, I think I enjoy watching him, but I don't know if he's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the best way to describe it. Like, I don't think he's good on like an objective level as like a wrestler, but he's enjoyable. Like, I think he's, like, a guy, like, in, like, the 90s, he would absolutely be, like, a lower-level, like, ECW guy or whatever. Oh, no doubt. He's just yeah. kind of, like, a unique, he has this unique feeling where, like, it's it's someone that, like, Heyman would book but wouldn't push. So, and so like, that's also, like, the thing that draw me to this, where I'm, like, looking at that, like, freeway cinder block dance. MM3 versus Satu Jin versus Hoodfoot. I'm, like, that. There, there's going to be a lot of blood. I and mean, we were talking about how they get banned off of Twitch. If they haven't been banned off of Twitch by the time this match rolls around, they're definitely getting banned during this match. Yeah, guys hitting each other with cinder blocks and bleeding blood. everywhere. Yeah, it's probably exactly. a good way to not be on Twitch anymore. So. Like someone's getting curb stomped onto a cinder block. For sure. Match. I can guarantee it. So, no, they're definitely getting banned then. And then the other one that I'm kind of interested in, just but that's like 
out of like an almost morbid curiosity is the casket match between AJ Gray and JTG. Because yeah. I think that match could be really bad, but it also, I think, has a chance to actually be good. Yeah, it kind of caught my eye as well because I think those are two good workers. Like I, I, I like yeah. AJ Gray's work. I like JTG's work. Uh, JTG obviously still looks the part. He still looks like you know like a great. I mean, he was a guy who in his in his much younger days, obviously, of course, one half of Crime Time in in, in WWF. Uh, but WWE, WWF, WWE. But uh, no, he still looks the part. Like he, he, it's obvious that he has like a major league look and and a major league body, and it could still kind of go. So yeah, that is a chance to actually be an okay match, and I, I'm still. Call me old fashioned. It's probably from my youth. I'm still a sucker for a good casket match. I don't know why. I, I like casket <laughs> matches. I don't like those. They matches suck. Like going back and watching most of the like the Undertaker casket matches as my youth. Uh, you know, going back and watching them as an adult, I'm like, oh yeah, this isn't very good. But I don't know. There's some appeal that I still have to it. Uh, I, I have seen some people bring up a little bit of like a a a, a, a collar a, a collar tug at like JTG being in a casket match, given what happened to you know Shad and his his crime time partner. But it's like I. I don't know that I'm quite there, but I, I get it. I get why you might be like, yeah, that's a little weird, but I, obviously he's okay with it. So it's like, you know, I, yeah. I, it's not like he's being forced at gunpoint into a casket match. So obviously he's okay with it. But uh, yeah, I have seen that. And I'm like, eh, I don't know if I'm necessarily quite there in terms of like, yeah, no, I mean, about it. When, when did, when did Shad die? It was, was like two years, years? Or two, maybe two or yeah. three years ago. I, I want to say summer of 2020, maybe even so. Yeah. Because if that if you do that like the year off, then, I, right. then like I agree. two weeks after, it's bad. That's yeah, bad. that's a bad look for sure. Or you have AJ Gray doing like the fucking like Orton promo, being like, "Oh shit, it's not up there." He's yeah, not you're gonna be with your like, that's partner. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's not yeah. doing that. So I think in this case, like it's it's been two years. I think that it's fine. Like unless like unless they literally build it around. Shad being dead, then yes, I agree. That's in really bad taste, but I don't. Think, I don't think they I, well, have. I don't either. think anything's been built. So <laughs> right, that's asking for a lot. Having a match be built, yeah. and uh, this also features a Doors of Mayhem match, which I'm not sure what it is. And I don't. You know what? Honestly, I've looked up some of these other uh, Circle Six mm-hmm. uh, stipulations. I don't know if I want to know what a Doors of Mayhem. I just want to find. I'm just going to watch and find out what a Doors of Mayhem match yeah. is between Matlock and Terex. Yeah, also not really two people I'm super familiar with. Like I think no I've idea. seen a handful of Terex matches. Like he's a deathmatch guy from California, but Matt Locke, I have legitimately no idea. Yeah, that's uh, but that that's going to be at 6 p.m. on uh, Thursday, uh, running up against Compton Mania, of course. So tough, uh, tough decision for the people there <laughs> live. In a, uh, but otherwise, it, it's kind of on its own. I mean, you got it. What's cool about this show is there's a nice little in between period between uh, Josh Burnett's Bloodsport, which is going to be at 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific, and then you pretty much have until DDT goes to Hollywood at eight, and New Japan and Impact. So there's a chance that you might be able to catch the show uh, between some shows. So I might try to do that mm-hmm. uh, if I can. But uh, also on Thursday, March 30th, I guess you you have to catch up between this show uh, and the one we just <laughs> talked about. Uh, 8 p.m. from the Xander Sports Arena in Gardenia, California. It is Lucha Parisu Wrestling Return of the Dragon, which. Uh, I don't know if these I, – I, do we know that they know what these words all mean? Because they're also announcing no. they're also announcing a Joshi Lucha Wrestling Parisu Cup, <laughs> which is just the Wrestling, 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 Wrestling Cup, which I kind of yeah. enjoy. But <laughs> <laughs> they're just using every word that is wrestling in every different language. I wonder if they know. Like, they, I, they probably, right? But that's probably, that might be giving uh, Lucha Parisa Wrestling a little too much credit. But I don't know. What do, you, what, yeah. do you, what do you make of Return of the Dragon? I mean, first of all, that's another one where I'm not sure how many people are actually going to be there. Because just based on the f- 
competition it's up against. Yeah. Like it's up against the DDT show and it's up against New Japan and Impact. Like all of like those two those shows all happen at the same time. Yeah. So and, and like especially also like you can't even do the whole thing where like, oh yeah, you want to go to the Poro show, you go to this one. The other two are also Poro shows. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> yeah they, they, they chose the absolute wrong time to try to like and it's got like the, the thing about it is it's got like some pretty fun talent. You got Ultimo Dragon, you have Psychosis. Uh, well, Drago's going to also be there, but that Aerostar is there. Like, there, there's, there's, there's talent on that show. There, there's some decent talent, and and it's just, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very curious how the show does because I can't imagine anybody there in Los Angeles that is excited about watching, you know, great pro wrestling or, or, or like you said, even like interested in Japanese wrestling. Well, here's DDT is running a full on like <laughs> yeah. solid DDT show like with with, with Takeshi and Ueno in like the main event and Endo versus Janela and like a lot of really really good stuff and then oh if that's not enough for you oh the stars of New Japan are also here at 8pm wrestling at the same time so yeah it seems like an incredibly uh, tough time to promote like hey we have Ultimo Dragon here it's like i that's all right i'll i'll go i'll go watch these other shows but um yeah it's i'm i'm very fascinated how many people pack into the uh, the Xander Sports Arena uh, in yeah. Gardenia, California, here on uh, 8 p.m. on Thursday. And do we know that this is like the actual like psychosis and not like the other psychosis? <laughs> I don't. I really don't, unfortunately. So that's the other one where I'm like, I don't like. I, like, I hope it's the actual like psychosis that wasn't WCW, but it could also be like the other one. It could just, be, yeah. Let me. Oh man, I'm curious how much that psychosis has been working. Uh, so we worked earlier this year, uh, from what I can tell. So I was trying to see if he hadn't worked. I mean, he does not work regularly. So uh, yeah, he had like six or seven matches last year. So yeah, maybe maybe he'll he'll pop up or so. But yeah, who, who knows, man? That, that's a, it's a very odd show that uh, I'm not yeah. sure needs to exist. But uh, I guess I'm glad uh, that it is. Oh, and in the uh, the Joshi Lucha Wrestling Parisu Cup, the Wrestling 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 Cup, uh, Dolce <laughs> Tormenta, Alex Garcia, Viperous, uh, Zeta Zeng, uh, Maserati and Miranda Alize is your only announced match uh, so far, with a couple of days left to go <laughs> until it. Yeah, so, very heavy Joshi, and I, like I don't even know if they had, any of these are really like regular workers in Japan. The very few, yeah, a lot of them are just like yeah. kind of local or you know, yeah, Joshi talents that are just kind of <laughs> around it. Uh, one thing I gotta love is. Um, it's <laughs> the best part about this. So, if you go to their ticket page, uh, they're, they're they're promoting it, uh, you know, with and it's all in in, in Spanish. Like they're they clearly want like Spanish <laughs> language people showing up or whatever. So they show a picture oh, yeah. of Ultimo Dragon. It's like WWF Ultimo Dragon or WWE. I keep saying <laughs> and then they have an embedded video in the ticket page, and you couldn't even. If I gave you a thousand guesses of what Ultimo Dragon match they embedded in their ticket page, you could never get it ever. I, I yeah, I, I spoiled myself unfortunately because oh, you I saw it? it's like of all yeah. Ultimo Dragon matches <laughs> of every match in the legendary career of Ultimo Dragon, they chose the WWE SmackDown September 10, 2003 match versus Tajiri. So it's like okay. <laughs> Like you could show Are we him. talking about another guy that probably should be on the show? Yeah, yeah. Where the hell's Tajiri? Come on, get him over yeah. here. He's too busy with busy with Kyoshu Pro. Yeah, so. he's he's busy. He's got he's skewer, He's taking wrestling talent from all sorts of different. I, I'm actually uh, I'm quite fascinated by his, his recruiting methods that he's done so far. Is, is there like a wrestler from Malta that just joined or whatever? He's like yes. finding guys in like weird Blanco. places. Owen Blanco actually has been solid, like from what I've seen. Like he definitely seems like he has good size and everything. He has a good look and like. He he's still a bit raw in the ring, but I think it's only like twenty three and everything. But from what I've seen, like he does solid stuff. Just 
on the first match I saw actually of him in Kyushu Pro, he actually did the whole like Roman Reigns talking in the middle of the match, and I think they very quickly told him to stop doing it because he <laughs> yeah, didn't do it in the second match. Yeah, we don't do that yeah. around here. <laughs> but uh, there you go. That's Lucha Parisu Wrestling Return of the Dragon, a uh, show that, uh, well, good luck to them at <laughs> WrestleMania weekend. <laughs> uh, let's jump over to Friday, March 31st. So to the next day, Friday night. 11 p.m. Pacific time from Super Chief Art Gallery in Los Angeles, California. It is New Fear City's Murder Mania. And so far, we have one announced match so far for Murder Mania. It is a no-ring, no-rules death match between Dominic DeNaro and Juicy Finau, which uh, sounds awful. <laughs> no, every yes, level it sounds horrific. <laughs> uh, but also... Advertised for new Fear City Murder Mania is beer, blood, babes, and art party. So uh, the much less cool of all those, the art party. I mean, I know it's at an art gallery, but come on. Beer, blood, babes, and then art. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> and they even announced that it's free beer, which... Oh, okay. That actually would draw me to oh, that show. I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah. How much free beer, though, are we talking? Did they, did they state how much free beer you can have? No, it just says on the announcement that match announcements will be happening today and there will be free beer. Okay. Babes and free beer. So, I'm in. I guess the art's fine let's too. Say, okay, yeah. let, let's, see, let's see how much a ticket costs. And then I'm like, if it's it's $25. Oh, they got to give you at least two beer. beer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can do th- two or three beers in, in the yeah. hour or so that this show's probably going to last. So. Uh, it's not bad. And as, as you pointed out when we were getting ready for the show, they did, uh, before they announced the match, uh, they did a ma- announce that the uh, NFC dancers, the new Fear City dancers, were all going to be there, uh, including Lolita, uh, with Zochi Moon, I guess would be how to pronounce it. I'm not sure. Uh, and then Happy, whose Twitter account is at Happy Bun Buns. So uh, <laughs> she will be there as well. Um, that's the babes portion of the beer, babes, and blood. And in our show so look you have to you have to have your priority state you need to announce the dances before you announce any of the matches yeah the free beer and the babes i i you know what i can't hate them for it, it it's it's got me in, if i was in la i'd be like eh, eh, all right <laughs> how much free beer I mean, and how look, many babes like let's talk yeah based on the based on the match announced so far i would absolutely rather go there for the free beer <laughs> yes than dominic denaro versus joseph now yeah i didn't know rings death match good god uh casanova valentine will also probably be there too because it's his company so yeah. um, i'm sure he's gonna do something hopefully uh, at, at that show but there you go that is new fear city murder mania at the super chief art gallery uh and then finally the last show from circle six they're ending things out, and the last show of Saturday, and really one of the last few indie shows on this entire weekend, it is Circle Six's Bar Room Blitz uh, from Knucklehead Hollywood in Hollywood, California. That place is going to smell terrible by that time. There's been so much <laughs> wrestling and blood and beard. Oh, God, can you even imagine? At 11 p.m. Fans. And wrestling fans, most notably wrestling fans. <laughs> At 11 p.m. Pacific, Knucklehead Hollywood. Uh, Zachary Wentz versus AJ Gray. Uh, a dream match, uh, a main event really in any building, in any arena uh, Vinny Massaro versus Rob Shit, and uh, Casanova Valentine versus Matthew Justice. Uh, what, what about uh, what can you tell us about Circle Six Barroom Blitz? Mm-hmm. I mean, has Wentz kind of uncancelled himself now, or is he still cancelled? I, I was gonna—I don't know because he's in—he's in a lot of places, and like he's in places that I would think that because he's doing a lot of the stuff with Circle Six, and like 
yeah people are kind of cool with circle six like i think a lot of like your your those sort of fans that would get upset about like canceled wrestlers being on shows would like enjoy circle six so i don't know if i don't know i don't know if it's official that, that he's been taken off the list or not but uh here he is and i guess he's just gonna he's gonna post through it he's gonna wrestle through it and see what happens <laughs> I mean, that that has the potential to be, like, a pretty good match, though, if they get a bit of decent time here. Because I think both of those are, like, pretty good wrestlers. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, that's nice. I mean, Vinibisaro is Rob Shit. I mean, this guy named Rob Shit. Like, I don't <laughs> think you can really, like, expect <laughs> a lot here. Oh, the state of the Indies, Rob Shit. But, uh, honestly, Casanova Valentine, Matthew Justice, they, they're probably going to tear that place apart, right? Yes. Like, the, that has to be a death match. Like, it doesn't have, like, a noun stipulation, but that has to be, like, like they have to bleed just all over the place. Yeah, like, uh, like tear apart the bar, like, destroy all yeah. the bottles, destroy everything, and just get out of there and just, like, leave town and never come back is what I'm, I'm I mean, guessing. it is the last. It is, yeah, exactly. Like, it's the last show, so you might as well just go fuck it and just, like, tear the entire place apart. Right, yeah. They'll send you a bill, but, like, yeah, you just change your address. They won't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so just, just destroy it. Uh, yeah, because it's just the final. to Circle 7. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no, no, no. So Circle six. That's the way. I don't know. No, that's not our company anymore. We're circle six. Yeah, uh, it just seems. Yeah, it seems perfect to be those two guys, especially uh, to just tear yeah. the place apart and, and just completely have it up for grabs. Which which might be pretty fun uh, if you're watching on, on on their YouTube channel if they haven't been banned yet for <laughs> numerous uh, violations of uh, uh, Twitter policy. Uh, YouTube policies. Of, yeah, if there's any kind of upper deck in there, then like Matthew Justice will probably like jump off of that for like the bar counter or some shit like that. Oh yeah. It's gonna yeah. Be nuts. I'm trying to look at the venue to see if there... It doesn't look like there's a... So he might just go off the roof of the actual building itself then. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's The other thing, too, is this like a very tiny place. So I don't know. Because there's an yeah. outdoor section and then there's an indoor section. And from what I've seen, the indoor is like incredibly small. But then the outdoor is kind of big. So I imagine most of this stuff's going to take place outdoor. But it's also not that big of a venue either way. So I don't know. No. <laughs> I hope they don't get too many people to show up to this show because they might just get shut down by the fire department <laughs> or the fire marshal. But uh, uh, we'll see. It should be fascinating. Uh, uh, Circle 6. So I appreciate them doing something a little different this weekend, though, trying to compete with the collective, trying to compete with GCW. So doing, hey, our stuff's free and costs you $6. And it's just a bunch of things happening. For They, have, they announced 30 plus hours, but they're like, 12 hours short at this point so i don't know if they're gonna get to 30 plus hours but have you have you seen that have you seen the uh, picture of what the knucklehead looks from the outside yes yes it's just a black box <laughs> <laughs> right it's perfect it's just like it's it is but not they have kind of like a little like area i think that sticks out a little so like that's something matthew justice can just jump off of like into the sidewalk yeah, see, that's what I'm seeing. I'm, you're seeing the same picture that I'm seeing. Yeah, that that yeah. thing he could jump off of that for sure. And there's like, uh, I'm seeing these pictures of like wooden like uh, uh, benches and w- wooden tables outside uh, in their patio. Like someone's going through one of those too. Yeah, for sure. Matthew Justice. There's a furniture. Yeah. There's a furniture store next door, so like you can even oh, like no. grab some stuff from there. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> that place better lock their door than padlock their doors. <laughs> Matthew Justice is coming to town, and he's gonna he's gonna wreck some shit. So uh, there you go. That is uh, the Circle Six uh, stuff, and that is uh, everything that you wanted to cover, uh, Paul. But before we let you go, anything else from this Mania Weekend that's kind of caught your eye? Any shows that you're looking forward to? Uh, anything that's got you uh, excited about Mania Weekend this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, w- I would say really like the New Japan show and the DDT show. I think I like the two that I'm looking at. Like, obviously, I can't watch, literally can't watch both of them at the same time uh, unless I just put them on separate screens. So I think that one I'm really looking forward to. Like, the DDT versus GCW show, like, I think that one actually could potentially, like, be interesting. Minus maybe Bossy versus Pheromones, I think. 
think I'm going to skip that one. <laughs> I think, I think I'm good. Smart. Yeah, uh, that show looks pretty good. Yeah. And then that match also is on that show. So, yeah. And then the, uh, the RH card, I think that one probably will be the, it's either that one or the Impact New Japan show, I think will probably be like the shows of the weekend because if they just have the best cards, they just have the best talents. Like, yeah, the, the Ring of, of Honor show, pick, but like they're just good. Yeah, yeah, the Ring of Honor show is like an embarrassment of riches, and 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 there's one match that's not even officially announced yet. That's just like fucking awesome. <laughs> like it's just again, yeah. it's like oh my god, they're good. <laughs> that match too. Like they don't even need that one. So I think coupled with the the injuries to Alexander and the injuries to Osprey, I think that that the R rate show is probably leaped uh, above that show. But I, I I still think yeah. in terms of like good professional wrestling, you're still going to get really really good stuff on the New Japan Impact show. But uh, I do think that DDT show is a little underrated. I I, I think that has a chance to be really really good, especially. Uh, in front of a pretty hyped crowd uh, at the Globe Theater, that that could really stand out. I mean, we the the 2019 you know WrestleMania weekend um, DDT show was like one of my favorite shows of the entire weekend because it's just like the crowd was all in and the DDT guys were all in and it made for just a really 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 fun atmosphere. So uh, hopefully they can kind of recreate that here uh, uh, this year. But uh, yeah, that has been. Uh, uh, our little WrestleMania weekend preview here. Uh, Paul, before we let you go, do you want to let people know where they can follow you, where they can listen to you, most importantly, and uh, any other good stuff you want to get out of the way? Yeah, so you can listen to me and Gerard cover uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling, which is a really good and hot promotion right now and very enjoyable, and Pro Wrestling Noah, which is not. <laughs> which, has a, which has a green logo. <laughs> They're really cool. They have a great logo. Well, I actually, well, actually it kind of... I actually really kind of don't like that logo, to be quite honest. I actually even liked like the the red one pre. They had more. They had before more, uh, but they have a good roster at least. So maybe maybe they will recover when they use Jake Lee as a fall guy to blame all of their woes on him, and then maybe they clean up their act. But hope dies last, I guess. But yeah, no, you can listen to us uh, on this very network and on our own feed as well, the Emerald Flow Show. Uh, Generally, about every other week is when we record, unless there's like a really big show where we uh, come back maybe like a little bit quicker. So yeah, we cover those two promotions. Sometimes we kind of dip into like a bit, if there's a big DDT show, we go into that. If there's like a big great show, we do a little bit of that as well. So yeah, listen to us. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Emerald Flow Show on Instagram as well. Uh, haven't really been posting there though. And yeah, that's about it. Absolutely, and this this I, I can't recommend this this most recent episode enough. Just talking about the Jake Lee title win, which is just a a big time move <laughs> to be done by uh, by <laughs> Noah. And you guys did a great job covering, you know, the the, the pros and the many, 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 many cons of, of doing yeah. that. So I mean, uh, Jake Jake has literally. I mean, Jake has just become our mascot in a weird way. He really has, yeah. <laughs> well, we like I literally made a YouTube video about all of our highlights from our first year of us talking about Jake Lee <laughs> because I him. was like, well, he's out of all Japan now, so let me just recap because he really was like the thing that we talked about a lot on our first year. So it's like a nice goodbye, and then this fucking motherfucker just walks straight into Noah yep. and wins the belt. Wins their top title, yeah, with the prestigious uh, GFC title. He's he's one of he's one of a few men to stamp his name as 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 both the triple crown and the GSC champion and like yeah. the other list of people it's like you know somebody I, I forget it was I think it was on our discord or something was like uh so is Jake Lee like the worst guy to hold both those titles and I was like yes like, look yeah, at, very easily yes very easily <laughs> by a million like look at the other people that have done that yes he yeah. is worse than Kenta Kobashi indeed I, I would I would say a hot take but you know it's like <laughs> maybe yeah yeah it's no, like, I no. think someone actually in in the discord in our discord channel uh did the whole like Simpsons meme with where uh, Mo throws out Barney 
and it's just us and it's Jake Lee. We were throwing out Jake Lee and then Jake Lee just pops up right behind us. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, damn it. Incredible. But uh, yeah, Emerald Flow Show here on the Voice Wrestling uh, Podcast Network. Paul, thank you so much for helping us uh, preview WrestleMania weekend and we'll uh, talk to you again soon. Talk to you later. All right. And our final person that's going to help us cover WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, you have the the, the tough task of closing us out here, uh, Kevin. It is uh, it's Kevin. I already said it's Kevin. It's Kevin again. Hey, how are you doing, Kevin? How are you? I'm doing well. How about you, Rich? Doing well. Doing well. So, yeah, we got uh, our annual uh, WrestleMania weekend uh, preview show here. We're going to do uh, you and I have talked about Joey Janela's spring break numerous times. We're going to finish. Uh, with that, I think that's a good way to can kind of conclude uh, the WrestleMania weekend preview show. But uh, let's talk about a couple of other shows before we get to that one. Uh, we're going to start with Thursday, March 30th, Crimson Crown Wrestling Violent World. And yes, Crimson Crown Wrestling uh, showing up here and, and running a couple of shows in the famous uh, famous Florence Arena uh, in Los Angeles. They're, they're kicking things off on Thursday at 11 a.m. with Crimson Kingdom and then coming back here at 2 p.m. with Violent World. And now Violent World is, is obviously by looking at the card and the people booked is a deathmatch show. And you are a little bit more involved in the deathmatch scene than I am. Uh, is this a show that you think is going to be pretty good? Or what, what, what's your read on, on Crimson Crown Wrestling Violent World? So I I was going to watch – their shows are on YouTube, so I'm assuming that the show is going to be on YouTube at some point as well. Um, I was going to sit down and watch one of the shows. I just didn't get time. But I know that this is uh, Supreme, who is like a older deathmatch, California deathmatch legend uh, from the early, mid-2000s who passed away a few years ago. This is his daughter's promotion, I believe. So um, my read on this is that it's going to be one of the scummiest, sleaziest cards of the entire weekend. Um, if you just want just scummy death match wrestling by people that probably aren't trained, this is the show to watch. You don't think so, Ricky Stoner and Scotty Stoner, the Stoner brothers, are not trained? Are you kidding? The, the Stoner brothers, they might be the ones that are trained. That's my guess. Yeah. <laughs> If you have a if you have an actual gimmick tag team, you might actually be trained. But yeah, I, I have a feeling that this this show is going to be. There's probably going to be something gross on it. There's probably going to be something like really crazy on it to about thirty people. Um, I can't imagine like making this a choice unless you're somebody that goes to Crimson Crown shows routinely. But I'm sure that there are some people like that. So. I mean, if you are watching WrestleMania weekend and want to just reset your brain afterwards, because I don't think this is streaming live. If I'm as if I'm far wrong, as I can tell, I, I wasn't able to find any live streaming information. So this, I think, is gonna right. you're gonna have to be there live, or like you said, eventually it'll pop up on, on their YouTube channel or whatever. But uh, right. So yeah. if you just want to reset your brain with probably the sleaziest, scummiest <laughs> type of deathmatch wrestling possible, uh, this is the the weekend for you i mean gcw is not really doing any death matches uh wrestlemania weekend there are icw shows uh death match weekend which are not in uh california they're in new jersey so if you want death match stuff uh you can watch that to get your fill this weekend because i'm sure that that will be better this if you want the lowest of the low the show to watch 
Yeah, and unfortunately this weekend, uh, XPW, uh, they, they had a very uh, notable deathmatch show with a bunch of just horrifically dumb spots. Uh, so yeah. the bar has been set pretty damn high. So right. we'll see if Crimson Crown and, and Circle Six and these other companies that are coming to WrestleMania weekend and, and, and filling it with deathmatches are going to uh, be able to live up to the lofty expectations that have XPW uh, uh, set forth uh, this last weekend in terms of just horrific, horrific stuff here. Uh, but yeah, you have the, Sadly, un- the only the only one I saw from that was the guy uh jumping from the balcony sitting on a chair landing on the tables and then yeah probably the only, uh, breaking his tailbone i saw yeah i did not it's see the uh, a- the other spot that is getting a lot of the uh, attention a uh, a syringe right. in the dick i uh, i'm good i think i'm good i think i'm all right i i don't need to see that yeah, so i i think i'm good on that one too i'm yeah. not even I i'll just some, assume i'll just assume some, what it looks like <laughs> some of my friends are real sickos and they love the syringe spots but this one i feel like even for them is probably yeah yeah, it's a bridge a too far. Too yeah, yeah, especially from <laughs> from that company too. It's like, ah, okay, we exactly, don't we don't yeah. need this. So, uh, yeah, this Crimson Crown Wrestling. It's got a undisputed Crimson Crown Wrestling Supreme Violence Championship match. Uh, Sage Sin Supreme versus Kikyo. Uh, you also have the Wrestle Rave Deathmatch Championship. Mister Redacted versus Clint Majera. Uh, CCW Doctor Redacted. Oh, Doctor. Sorry, Please. I said Mister. He is a doctor. I apologize. He went to <laughs> he went to school to yeah, to be called a doctor. Yeah, I apologize. To Mr. Redacted, or Doctor, sorry, uh, CCW Tag Team Titles, a tables match. It's the classic tables match. The Stoner Brothers, Ricky, uh, Rick and Scott Stoner uh, versus Smoke Signals, Jose Hendricks, and Wyatt Two Shadows. So that's a uh, main event in any building. Uh, and then three-way dance, uh, three-way death dance, hardcore, all caps, versus Ginha, BC Killer. Uh, and then a Supreme Violence match, Neil Diamond Cutter versus Lazarus. So, uh, yep. There you go. <laughs> it's yeah. and, and I did see I did see some other names like um, Casanova Valentine yeah. I saw was on the show. Kid and, Bandit, I believe, is, is also announced for it. Yeah, I think there might have been another deathmatch name too. So they Oh Terex is, is that what you're thinking of? Who's that? Uh, Terex is apparently announced for it. And one sec, I just scrolled. Uh, it's Terex, Casanova Valentine, Larry Legend, Kid Bandit, and X Torm are all uh, also okay, announced. Okay, yeah. So so you have like Clint Margera and Casanova Valentine and stuff, and Neil Diamond Cutter, who are, you know, decent deathmatch guys that that uh, wrestle around. Doctor Redacted, I haven't seen that much. Uh, actually, kind of know Doctor Redacted, but uh, I haven't really seen that many of his matches. But I, what I see of it, they're all very bloody and very crazy. So, uh, yeah, and then um, Sage Supreme or w- whichever her name was, that's Supreme's daughter. So of course. She putting herself in the main event. She's probably putting herself over. <laughs> Got the so, pencil. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah you Booker can, Man putting right her, exactly. So Booker Woman um, putting herself over. I like it. Right. So we joke about some people not being trained, but there are at least a few like somewhat notable deathmatch names on here. People that have been doing it all over the place. I mean, I wonder if Neil Diamond Cutter is. I think last year he might have done both Dallas and. Uh, ICW the same weekend, so I wonder if he's going to do that again. <laughs> Double dip. <laughs> Just flying yeah. across the country full of blood back and forth. Yep. Yeah. yeah, good for him. Um, let's move on to one of the Circle Six shows. They obviously have have advertised doing you know 30-plus hours of wrestling through this weekend, uh, streaming live for free on their YouTube channel. It does not look like they're going to get to the 30 hours. They're still a little bit short, but they have a lot of interesting stuff if you have a a, a death match you know you really really want to see some unique you know death match no ring type of stuff uh, in, in some ways or some some real interesting um uh, you, you know, style type of matches. I think they're doing a pretty good job. Like, it's not really my vibe usually, but I think I might check out some of their stuff in between uh, some shows. And I think they've done a really good job of planning their shows at times that kind of fit, 
you know, there's not a bunch going on. So it's like, hey, there's nothing else going on. Why don't you watch this show? You know, put, put on our YouTube channel and, and watch this for an hour while you wait for, you know, New Japan and Impact or whatever, while you wait for, you know, Spring Break. Or, I, I think they've done a pretty good job uh, of doing that. One of the shows that, that did catch my eye, even as, as not being a big deathmatch person, but uh, uh, Mama Kogar's Delicate Flowers is at uh, 5 p.m. Pacific time uh, from Knucklehead Hollywood in Hollywood, California. Uh, you got a flaming tables match between Atkins Kogar and Jacob Fatu and a chandelier of deathmatch between Otis Kogar uh, and Clint Margera, uh, which both of those sound pretty good. I mean, Jacob Fatu and a flaming tables match. I love Jacob Fatu. Uh, flaming tables seem kind of fun to me i'm i'm into that and golly knows what a chandelier of death matches but uh yeah if you're if you're into death matches this might be a this might be a good show for you yeah well you're i agree with you about the flaming tables match however you you forgot the one obvious caveat to it with there's no chance jacob Patu was actually going to make it <laughs> i don't know where he could go he's from like he's from california like it he, seems you, it we, seems like it'd be so easy to find him but you're right he has missed several california you and I bookings both know yeah. jacob Patu is not showing up to a flaming tables match come on <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean that sounds fun. Uh, the I with your greater point about this, like I agree with you. Uh, I'm going to my buddy's house in Pittsburgh to watch WrestleMania weekend. We're gonna have like four TV set up, so I'm sure that this is gonna be on like the whole time, just in the background. And if something there's a lull or something's interesting going on, we'll watch it. Um, I really like when CCW did this, or sorry, not CCW, when GCW did this a few years ago, the charity thing, the infamous one, like it wasn't really good. Uh, I'm not arguing that it was like great. A lot of it was bad, but it was really fun and interesting to just pop in and, and people can kind of be ambitious and kind of see what works and what didn't. And a lot didn't, obviously, but like it was fun. So I really like this idea. Um, WrestleMania weekend, it's good to have like you said, it's cool to have it. Um, I don't know. I kind of wish it wasn't WrestleMania weekend just because there's so much else going on. It's kind of harder to pay attention to it, whatever. But to your point, I do agree. It, it is cool to have something where um, there are those lulls and you just want to watch something else. And there will always be something on that. And it's easily acceptable or sorry, easily accessible. So, um, yeah, that that's fun and interesting and. I mean, these hour-long blocks on these type of shows are really smart where you have a little different vibe, a little different theme, and you can kind of, you know, pop in and see something different whenever you do. So, Yeah, it's definitely not a show. Like, if, if it, you, your point is exactly right. Like, if I had a, a second TV and I might have, like, a TV and a laptop going the whole time, like, I might just throw that YouTube channel on in the background and just, you know – Look over, you know, check out what's going on over there every so often. You know, see, and I, I like the idea that it's yeah. just going to constantly be going. Like my original, I, I thought originally they were going to do thirty straight hours of streaming, which would have been incredible. At like, because then I'm thinking, oh man, at like four a.m., you're just like, yeah, you know what? Let's let's see what's going on at Circle Six. But uh, it does right. appear that they are going to take a break uh, at night. So that's uh, and I was also wondering, can you sell alcohol at like five a.m. at a bar yeah, in, in California? It does not. It appears no, you cannot. So uh, the bar must close. So they will have to take a little bit of a break. But uh, yeah, it's going to be. Uh, I, I think it's a fun. I like their approach. I mean, obviously, they're trying to compete with GCW. They're trying to compete with the collective. They're saying it's like $6 to get into this knucklehead Hollywood, and then you can just stay there the whole day. Uh, it's free to watch on, on YouTube or their Facebook page. So there's a lot of... F- I, I think it's an interesting approach. Like you said, there's so much going on, but I do think them trying to fill in the gaps of saying, hey, if there's even a second of downtime and you're like addicted to wrestling as you are on this weekend and you just want to watch everything, then like we'll be here for you. And I, I think that's a, a appreciated uh, that they're, that they're yeah, going that route. So. 
And one last circle six point is that uh, it was pretty controversial, obviously, when everybody left earlier last year, like Kogar and Rich Champage and stuff. They left GCW and they went to G- circle six. But kind of since then, they've they've uh, been in their own bubble and they haven't really crossed the lexicon too much. I mean, GCW obviously went down from where they were last year, but like they're still around and they're still doing stuff and they're still doing high profile things and get oxygen. But Circle Six, they they haven't really too much uh, gotten that. They just kind of stay in their lane and and do stuff. So whatever is possible to uh, get people that haven't checked it out or haven't kept up with the guys in it since that split um, is a positive and putting it all on a Twitch stream, YouTube stream uh, on WrestleMania weekend. That's a a good idea to kind of get some life back. Yeah. Um, A little bit of a loss leader. Like they're probably not making money this weekend, but at the very least they can get people to know what circle six is and and be aware of it. And I've always said about them, their branding is is good. Like their graphics look cool. Their, their YouTube channel looks cool. Uh, Their Twitch stream when it's not banned, (laughs) looks cool. And they're going to apparently go back to it this weekend, which I would say is not, it's probably going to get banned again, but Hey, good for them. Um, Judging by some of the shows. (laughs) they're, They're more in the conversation now than they have been. So, and right, more yeah. than like Crimson Crown is. So for sure, for sure. And I think the strategy of running like nineteen different one hour shows or whatever is pretty interesting. You know, like I, I it's bull. It, it's it's a weird way to do it. instead of just loading up one show at like three PM on a on a Thursday, they're just running, you know, one hour shows throughout the entire weekend, which I think I, I don't know. I, I find it interesting. I just like that they did something to stand out and feel different and look different and oh. and they're two match shows, they're three match shows. They're great if you're just like bouncing between shows too. Like if I was in Los Angeles like and I had a little bit of downtime, like that'd be really cool to go in there, grab a drink, you know, see whatever the hell's happening there and be like, all right, cool, we gotta go to uh, uh, you know, spring break, right? We got to go to Ring of Honor Supercard. Like, let's leave. But like, the idea that that's always kind of there for you, I think, is is interesting. You don't feel invested in like, oh crap, we got to stay here for four hours or whatever. You can watch an hour and and leave. So again, I just think that them doing the opposite of what everybody else does is smart. Like, it, it gets them the attention. It gets them having segments like we're doing right now, where we're talking about them. Where you know, if they were just running a random show at four p.m. and it had seven death matches on it, I mean, we would talk about it and then go, okay, that's the end of that, and then move on to everything else. But you know, they've continued to come up in, in discussions like this. That GCW show had this hour block things, and people were talking about it all day. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I woke up at eight o'clock and turned it on in the morning and was watching like a Camp Leapfrog Cybernetico. Yes, I remember the exact match. Like, yeah, I was the yeah, same was way. Like, it was oh, great. Like, Eating cereal, watching fun. wrestling. Like, I was like, let's go. This is fun. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, like, I mean, the hour blocks are kind of really smart and fun. So, I don't know if this is going to be good, but like, like we said, It'll be worth having on, checking out. Maybe there'll be something good. Uh, let's go to uh, you, you mentioned GCW and they're doing a pretty fun show here with uh, DDT because DDT is coming over. Uh, they're doing DDT versus GCW 3 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. And that is on the Friday, March 31st, also from the Ukrainian Cultural Center where all the collective stuff is going to be. Uh, best part about this and really all the GCW stuff is it's all going to be on Fight Plus. So uh, for $7.99, you get everything that's going on at the Ukrainian Cultural Center the entire weekend. Uh, so that is super, super cool. And this DDT versus GCW show uh, is part of that. Now, I've seen some criticism about the actual booking of the show itself uh, and maybe not utilizing the talent all the way. We, we've kind of talked about a little bit Higuchi, uh, me and Ewan, when we were doing the DDT show proper, we were talking about maybe, you know, 
this wasn't the best utilization of Higuchi versus Blake Christian and uh, a few other matches here and there. There was like, ah, there might be a better booking than than this one. But uh, well, what do you make of DDT versus GCW? Is, is it still a show that you're looking forward to, or do you think that they actually booked it well? I, I, I guess I should ask first. So the, there's a few things with this show. First of all, it's in a death spot. It's against the Ring of Honor show. So um, that's going to be hard for anything going on right then to really – you know, get the same buzz or get some action because people are either going to be watching it on a second screen or watching it later. And you know how that goes where there's so much media weekend where maybe you watch it later or maybe you hear about it and you just don't. So that's oh, kind yeah. of my, my list of shows at the end of the weekend where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll go back to that one. And I, I just, you know, it's right. like, oh, wait, I got like 12 right. shows to go back to. You know, I'm not going back to any of these. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're maybe... probably only going to watch stuff that you hear about. You're, exactly. You're not going to watch the full show. So they're starting a little behind there. As far as the card goes, I, I'm my thoughts on it are a little complex. I don't really know. I mean, I agree with it where there's a lot of stuff that's bad, like Bussy versus Ramones is bad. Uh, but the positive of it is they're going to be in the they're they're both going to be on the show. They're both going to be there. You might as well put them together. Now that however long it is is going to be bad. It's going to be I'm going to not like it. It's not. Stuff. I don't like the Dino. Uh, style too much sometimes in ddt it can be funny but i'm over it i don't need to see it anymore like i'm over you know and then you have it with bussy who i am not too into either and it's a bad combo but at least they're all together um other stuff like blake christian versus higuchi i i'm with you i agree i it's not the best way to to utilize higuchi um i don't like uh, Blake Christian currently is doing this heel character in GCW. Um, he's having really long matches that are just full, full of stalling and character work, and I don't like them much at all. I find them to be kind of black holes on shows. Um, the show can be moving along pretty well, and then here you have this 20 to 30-minute Blake Christian match right in the middle that just is slow and plodding, and it's just... It's one of my least favorite things in GCW right now. So I'm not really into that. That said, I don't know what else you could do to, like, make this better, to be honest. Like, okay, so you don't want Blake Christian, but what's the dream matchup in GCW for Higuchi? Right. I can't think of anything. So, like, all the stuff up and down this card, um, there's stuff like that. Like, you have Junakiyama on the show, and you put him in a a tag match against – Tony Deppin in Homicide. Cool. Like, I don't know who else Junakiyama is going to go against. I don't know who's better on the card than Homicide and uh, Tony Deppin. Like, maybe you could bring in somebody. Maybe you can bring somebody from another show or outside. But the show is GCW versus um, DDT. So if you do that, it's not quite authentic. So I just don't – like, I – I think that there's interesting guys and in, in some like interesting prospects on the uh, GCW roster, but like most of them aren't really ready or aren't really conducive to good matches with these uh, DDT guys. So I just don't, I agree that like maybe something else could happen and I see the criticisms and like, I think it's fair, but I just don't, I'm just perplexed. I just don't know what people are thinking or what should, should be like, I just don't know. What do you think? Yeah, it maybe just doesn't feel right, but I think your point is right that maybe this is like a show that 
I, I, sh- I don't want to say shouldn't have happened or shouldn't happen, but it's just like a show that that probably was always going to look kind of like this. Because you're you, you're right. Like I, I don't think Blake Christian versus Higuchi is a good match for Higuchi, but going up the up and down the GC roster, or GCW roster, like I don't know. I mean, maybe like a Mance Warner or like a Matthew Justice or whatever, just guys that like you know a little bit tougher. Like that maybe that's what I would do. But again, that's maybe. not exactly like a, a blow away. Oh, now it's a, the card is now fixed because it's Higuchi versus Mance Warner as opposed to you know Higuchi versus Blake Christian. And yeah, it, it's you know Junakiyama again. I I don't. I mean, he's one in particular. Like I, there's nobody. I mean, they they just don't. They they're just two completely different companies doing like completely different things you know what i mean so it's it's which might be the fun of the show is that you're really putting like strange bedfellows together and trying to see how it works um I, i'm kind of yeah, I mean, janela's yeah janela's against yuki ueno on the show so maybe you could do him versus akiyama but like do you is that that different than him versus ueno and like do you need that i mean who knows maybe, maybe janela versus akiyama maybe i could see an argument for that but Akiyama's here. He has two matches, and they're both tag matches. So yeah, he's slowing down. He's slowing down now. He doesn't want to get right. there and just he, he wants a right. fun Which, little haha match. Not not necessarily a haha match, but yeah, he wants to play the hits and 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 yeah, he's not in there to have a twenty five minute back and forth. You know, yeah. epic. It's Jun Akiyama. He's never done WrestleMania weekend. Like I'll let him have tag matches. Like WrestleMania weekend, especially a guy like that. I don't. He's there. Jun Akiyama is at WrestleMania weekend. Like that's all you need. You're, you're there, right. and you're like. Oh man, here's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. He's standing in front of me. I saw Minoru Suzuki uh, on a WrestleCon show a few years ago where they did that big tag match with him and Tanahashi and a bunch of other people. And I was just laughing because Suzuki was standing outside uh, in one of the ring corners for like the entire match. It was awesome. It was way cooler than seeing him wrestle. Seeing him avoid wrestling was way cooler. So, um, yeah, like, I, so. I just don't know what else people expect, what they want, what could be better. Um, I think in the end, it'll probably be an okay show. Um, but who knows? I, I, I Like I said, I, I feel like it's one of those things that most people are not going to be watching live because Ring of Honor is probably the show of the weekend, at least for people like us who are listening to this show. So no, people aren't going to be watching or paying attention to it live. They're going to hear about it afterwards. And if there's something worthwhile, they'll watch that stuff. But I, I don't think people are going to really sit down and watch most of the show. Um, the one match on here that I think is interesting, and actually we could use it to combine with one of the spring break matches uh, because my points are pretty similar, is that um, the Moonlight Express versus the East-West Express, which is uh, uh, Speedball and Mal versus uh, Nick Wayne and Jordan Oliver on the spring break show. Nick Wayne and Oliver are facing the Motor City Machine Guns. And um, this, this is a team where I don't know how much you've seen them, but they have a lot of real raw potential. Um, they look similar. They have a good look. Uh, they do a lot of tag team moves together. Like, they're on the same page. Um, Jordan Oliver has gotten a lot better over the past year or two. Like, I know that he's pretty divisive, and I under, and I get that. But he's he's really put in a lot of effort. Like, he's really – you can see that he's really trying and that he wants to be better and he's he's trying and maybe hasn't clicked completely yet, but he's still young. He's still like 21 or 22 or something like that. So he's not like finished by all means. And Nick Wayne obviously is just a, a prodigy and, and has a lot of raw potential. So as a team, I, I like them and I like the idea of them. And I just think that they need uh, 
there's no like veteran teams and specifically on night two with the um motor city machine guns match it's a match that i've actually specifically i've talked to you about before where like uh the Motor City Machine Guns are exactly the team and it's exactly the match that a team like Oliver and Wayne should be having. Like, I don't think the match is going to be that great, but I mean, it'll, it'll be good. I don't think it's going to be like great because Motors Machine, uh, Motor City Machine Guns don't really have great matches anymore. They just have very solid, good matches in the middle of cards. But like, this is the type of matches that they should be having. And Mal versus Bailey is the same way where you have this team that's been a team for a long time and uh are good i mean speedball is one of the best uh most consistent wrestlers on the indies right now and mal is a madman so you have them against this younger team uh that's exactly who they should be going against so um i i like the matchups from that those perspectives and i think that it's good i mean we don't there's not that many high profile indie tag teams right now like you'll see on small indie shows there's tons of teams where you go like Oh, cool! That those guys are working together. That's a team, but there's not as many like elite ones and traveling ones and that type of thing. So if Wayne and Jordan Oliver can become that, fantastic. And so these are the type of teams that they have to be wrestling. So I really like the booking for that. And specifically when they mentioned the Motor City Machine Gun match, I was I was excited because I wanted it for a while. Yeah, I, I think it's a big weekend for them, and and, and I've been t- talking in some other of these previews uh, about them, and I think it was John Hernandez and I that were talking about how they may have just kind of stumbled upon the exact perfect way to use both of these guys, and especially at this time in their careers, because you know GCW obviously did the Jordan Oliver thing where they they I mean that guy was like front and center on GCW shows for like months upon months upon months felt like years at that point where he was just in big time matches in big time main events pushed as like the next big guy the next big main event or the next big thing in the in the company and there was some pushback on it because obviously i don't think he was ready for that spot at that time and and, and you saw it in a lot of the matches and you, you saw it in the way that he he wrestled and and nick wayne is kind of the same way like you know he popped up when he was 16 or whatever and was doing stuff that was incredible and then people sort of Maybe I don't want to say got tired of him, but it was kind of like, all right, so now what's next? And it's like, well, I mean, he's still like 19. So, now you know, it's going to take a while till there's a next. And I think that it was too much too soon for both those guys. And now they've come together and it's a perfect team. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know that these guys want their entire careers to be. Hey, here's this like really incredible, great tag team. They might not. It, it might not be the worst thing for them, to be honest. Like, I think that they could do this thing for a long, long time and make a lot of money doing it. But uh, I think they've found like the exact like, they've been able to accentuate the positives of both guys and hide the negatives in a way that that has really just made both of them come across like bigger deals and bigger stars and feel like a legit like top tag team of the Indies, which I think is a good spot to be in. I don't think that's a bad thing to be in. And, and you're absolutely right. The booking of them uh, this weekend, I think, is is pretty telling that, you know, GCW has an opportunity to put Jordan Oliver in there with Endo if they really wanted to. You know what I mean? They have a chance to put Nick Wayne in there against, you know, uh, Junakiyama or whatever. You know what I mean? Like they could have done any of those uh, bookings. They could have put them in big, big time spots. But instead, they went with the, the, the tag team, which, again, I think speaks volumes to them seeing the p- uh, potential in the tag team and them seeing that this tag team does have some legs and could be a thing. And then, yeah, the next, like you said, at spring break, you know, the, the show that will get the most eyeballs instead of putting them in, in singles matches, putting them up against the motor city machine guns and kind of a, you know, potential passing of the torch to like a new indie tag team is really, really cool. So I, I'm with you. I think it's a really, really good team. I think it's the best use of both guys right now at this point in their careers. Yeah. I don't, I don't think this is the end game for either of their careers, but I think that it's a real logical next step for both of them. So, and like, uh, Nick Wayne has the AW contract. If you brought in Oliver too, and they start working darks and that type of stuff, like to me, that sounds perfect. 
for that type of thing, just a kind of low, uh, low card tag team, like young guys that maybe you have something there at some point. Who knows? I mean, I don't want to get too far ahead with both of them, but like, why not? Yeah. You know, so there, there's, there's potential there for sure. You watch them and it doesn't all come together yet, but you can see as a tag team, there's absolute potential with both of them. So for sure, for sure. Uh, let's move on to our final show, uh, the big one that we're going to conclude our, our, our previews with here. Uh, Friday, March 31st, Joey Janela's Spring Break 7. Yes, there has been seven of these bad boys. Joey Janela's Spring Break 7. My, how the time uh, has passed here. Uh, Ukrainian Cultural Center, obviously, where all the GCW stuff is going to be happening. Uh, sorry, I said 7, uh, 8 p.m. 8 p.m. I, I, did I say, no, I said Joey Janela's Spring Break 7 at 8 p.m. Pacific time in Los Angeles. Again, all available uh, on Fight Plus. Uh, this show so far... Not as fully booked as, as a lot of the other spring breaks have been in the past, where by this point, usually, you know, we're, we're recording this on a Sunday, the, the 26th, uh, we're only a couple days away, and usually, like, the spring break has seven matches announced, eight matches announced. As of this recording right now, we have Vikingo versus Mike Bailey, we have the match that you mentioned for the GCW World Tag Team titles, Motor City Machine Guns versus East West Express, we have Kota Bushi versus Joey, Jan- Joey Janela, and then an open challenge of Maki Death Kill, uh, Maki Ito and Nick Gage versus the dreaded question mark, question mark, question mark. And that's it so far. Are you maybe surprised that this show isn't as fully fleshed out uh, as, as spring breaks of years past has been? Yeah, so first of all, it's only one day. So uh, the past few years, there have been multiple days, uh, even before the pandemic. This year, it's only one day. Um, I it, it is weird that there's hasn't been that much uh, booked. Last year, we came on and we were talking about how the strategy of spring break last year was really GCW centric. It wasn't really as much um, outside names and dream matches and stuff. It was mostly culminations of GCW storylines and things that were going on there. This year, it's back to the dream match stuff, but you're right. There isn't that much there. Now they sold out the show early, which is great. And it's going on after the um, ring of honor show, but you're right. There's not that much to really sink your teeth into or like, that much buzz stuff. I mean, they only announced the Abushi match this week, um, which they announced him and then it kind of just went away for a while that he was on it. And now they announced it again. I mean, Janela is kind of the big obvious match and they're going to be, they're going to go crazy. Oh uh, yeah. I don't know if it's going to be good. I go up and down on these longer Janela um, outsider matches, but this one, they're going to be incredibly ambitious and do something insane. So it, it should be fun. Um, I think what they announced does look good. And I'm curious to what else is it going to be there. But the fact that there's so much uh, unknown about it makes me think that it's that stuff is just going to be kind of filler or who knows. Maybe there'll be some surprises. Maybe it'd be interesting. I mean, one thing I've noted is that Masha Slamovich uh, just won their title last week. And she's not on the show, so you would assume she would be on something because she just won the title. So that's there. But this, the stuff announced does look good and does look fun. Vikingo um, versus Speedball—that's a you know three-match major match. Um, it's coming after the Vikingo versus Commander match at Ring of Honor. So that—I don't know if that that might bring down my expectations for it a little bit because I mean, that Viking O ring of honor match is going to be crazy beyond even being one of the biggest matches of the weekend. It's uh, 
Vikingo knows that he has to deliver big time in that match. So to go from that and then they come down to do a spring break match, I mean, I just don't know. But on paper, that's one of the marquee, the speedball versus Vikingo match is also one of the Right, matches. right. The, the Vikingo thing is interesting. I brought that up in, in another preview as well. Like, this guy's got more bookings than I think people know uh, on Mini Weekend. Obviously, the Ring of Honor Supercard of one is going to be the one where I... I I know that he knows, and, and and everyone's probably telling him that's the one to try the hardest on. You know what I mean? Like these other things, yeah, yeah okay. But he's on a few other shows, and he's doing stuff in, in in like he's on the the World on Lucha, you know, in, in a pretty good match with Laredo Kid that like people are just kind of forgetting about. But it also, it's like, man, how much energy is that guy going to have a, a Saturday, April first at nine p.m. to be like, all right, let's get out? Like he he can't possibly give one hundred and ten percent every single time. So some show is going to have to suffer. Some match is going to have to suffer. I assume maybe he just goes out there and blows all of our minds all weekend. And we're like, Oh, okay. This guy's just that incredible, but some match is going to not deliver. And, and, and yeah, I'm a little worried about this match in particular. Cause it's like, ah, man, this is, uh, you know, does he have it in him uh, again here? And, and, and Mike Bailey is a guy who last year just was definitively like the wrestler of mania weekend. You know, he might be out there trying to have a great match. He might be able to will Vikingo. Like, I don't know if I'm as worried about this one as I'm as worried about Laredo kid and Vikingo the next night, but yeah. I don't know. No, I, I still have this one a little bit of like, ah, man, like I, what, what, what shape is this guy going to be in to really deliver what everyone kind of expects out of this match? Yeah. I mean, do you remember last year the Briscoes wrestled FTR? You remember that, of course. It oh, yeah. One yeah. of the greatest matches, right? Maybe weekend, one of the greatest tag team matches maybe of all time. They had to go, the Briscoes afterwards had to walk across where across the street, hypothetically, to go wrestle the Good Brothers in impact afterwards <laughs> just sitting there and i was watching it last year and i'm just like these guys just had one of the greatest matches they will have in their entire career they're still running off the adrenaline and they have to be in this impact show which isn't a bad show but they have to be at the show against the good brothers like what does it come down for that like you couldn't just relax or like think about this match that you just had you have to go wrestle the good brothers in a hotel ballroom like immediately after so I feel like it could be the same type of come down because really on that show, this, this it's one of the big featured high adrenaline matches. So, uh, yeah, who knows? <laughs> and then, uh, the, the one other thing announced on the show, and I do actually really want to talk about this is the, uh, the Nick Gage versus, and sorry, not versus Nick Gage, Maki Ito team is just fantastic. I don't know how much you've seen of this. Um, but, my my feelings about Nick Gage over the past really year and a half, two years, I've been really mixed. Like last year, I remember actually, I remember specifically that I wanted to talk about this a little bit and I didn't. And uh, I think it was a real misstep on my end because actually one of the big talking points of GCW coming out of the weekend and not in a good way was Nick Gage. Mm-hmm. Um, when he came back last year at Hammerstein, you could tell that he didn't look great and he looked off and, uh, he didn't seem a hundred percent. He didn't seem all there. And at mania weekend last year, he looked really terrible. Like, uh, Matt Tremont was his partner and he bailed on, he no showed the weekend. I don't, Oh, I say no show. He just wasn't there. I don't know why. And, uh, so it was a tag match. I think it was a three-way tag match against the Briscoes and second gear crew, I think. And, and, uh, Gage had to go out there by himself and he looked awful. He looked like, should not be wrestling awful. Um, it was really bad. And after that, uh, he took a lot of time off. And he came back in August, and he looked uh, healthy. I, I was at the show, he came back. He looked in shape. He looked really good. He seemed really there and motivated. 
And since he's come back, he wrestled Moxley to win the title. And he put an effort like he, he – it wasn't that he, he looked out of it or didn't try or anything, but the match just wasn't good. He just didn't have anything. And since then, like I've said, he, he's really been trying when he wrestles. He doesn't wrestle too often. Uh, he wrestled speedball in a title match last month, and it was like a 20-minute match. He was trying. He was doing a lot of stuff. But it's just I – th- I think as far as being – I mean, I know that people are up and down on Gage anyway, but like as far as being like a marquee wrestler to like see his matches, I think we're kind of past that. Uh, I don't really want to see his matches too often. But as a GCW character, he's still there. He's still super over. He should still be on like all the shows. Right, right, right. Show up, give the promos. He's got to do the Sandman thing now, where just like the music hits and everyone goes, "Hell yeah!" He comes out, he hits somebody with something, and then leaves. You know what I mean? Like that's that's where we're at. They just did. They just did the the show in uh, Montreal with that uh, the promotion up there, which I'm drawing a blank on that promotion name. But they're uh, they did like a big brawling six man with a bunch of those older guys up there, and that was really fun. And his role in that match was awesome. And so that's the type of stuff that he should be in now. I, I don't – I'm glad that he lost. I don't know if Slamovich was the right answer, but I'm glad that he lost because he just shouldn't be the champ. He, he's not he's not there anymore. But this um, kind of using Nick Gage and uh, Maki Ito together is like genius. It's unbelievable. Have you seen any of it? Uh, I've seen a little bit. I've seen little clips. And, yeah, it is – it's pretty perfect. Yeah, I, I, I'm not so, super fond of either of them, but this is it right. works. It works. It does. It's, it's so good. So uh, on the um, uh, they did Atlantic City shows uh, last month, and um, so they had Maki come out for her match, and she came out to tune the bell tolls. And the best way that I could describe it is that, and, and hopefully this makes sense. It's not like she's like trying to be Nick Gage, but she's trying to be Maki Ito trying to be Nick Gage. Yes, yes. So so she's walking out. She's not like hyped up the whole time, but she's walking kind of slow and like with this like funny, weird look in her eyes, slow, and then she walks over kind of mechanically to the chairs, and then she stands on the chairs and flashes the gang's, gang size, and she just screams at everybody, and she's cursing, and then she'll just go back to her methodic kind of badass walk, and then go to the other one and do exactly that. And it's so funny and so like it's really good. And her and Gage are just like perfect uh, uh, foils for or like they they play off each other really well. And I would never have thought about this uh, to do. And it kind of just developed naturally as just two of the more over people in the company. Like they kind of would gravitate to each other, especially in GCW where it's so Gage centric all the time. But it's so it works so well and and especially here doing it. I don't know if it's going to be one night only or not, but doing it in an open challenge where I don't, it doesn't matter who they wrestle. Like actually it's probably better that they don't announce who they wrestle. than it's just there. It's, it's like a, a smart, fun thing. It's a great way to utilize gauge. It's best great way to utilize uh, Maki, especially in a women's division that like, you know, she can be up and down as far as her actual matches characters there, but the matches aren't that great. Much like gauge. Um, and it's not like there's any dream matches or anything for her in GCW. So perfect way. Just get them on the show. That's all that matters. I don't care who they wrestle. I just want to see them like together and the hijinks or whatever there. So that should actually be like 
tons of fun. I'm pretty excited about it. No, I think that's probably where we're at with Gage right now. Like the, the idea, he should not be in main, you know, title pictures he should not be in main events type of things he's either got to be the sandman like you said where the music because people still want to hear the music and scream and yell and just watch him do a couple of things and then get out of there like nobody needs to see a 20 minute nick gage matches anymore but you know do that sort of stuff and then like you said um roles like this i think are performed too where it's kind of not wink wink nudge nudge but you make all of the attention on like the aesthetics of him and the, the the you make all the attention on like well look how weird this is or how strange that you know instead yeah. of just like take everything away accentuate all the positives that you get with Nick Gage which is the entrance the presence the the connection to the crowd all that sort of stuff and then hide the negative the, the pizza cutter yeah all yeah that stuff. right and hide the negative that well he can't really <laughs> work anymore and that's fine you can do that he he is such a a a a presence and such a you can easily 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 make it work uh, with him so I think this is a good way to uh, to hopefully. Uh, uh, kind of alter how you use Nick Gage moving forward, but but I'm with you. I think it's it, it's a good way, and it's I'm not a huge fan of either of them, but it's it's still pretty damn fun, and it definitely works. It absolutely, absolutely, absolutely works. So uh, it should be a fun highlight here. And then obviously you have the question mark of of the the team that shows up, and and you know spring breaks have given us a a pretty you know they, they they've delivered on some level. So I'm guessing it's not going to be like you know the second gear crew, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's going to be like a, a good right. team. Like I, I think it's going to be an interesting fun team. It's not just going to be, you know, some random, you know, Dominic Greeny and Kevin Koo or whatever. It's going to be something yeah, cool. You know, I have no idea. I feel like it's going to be some sort of like jokey heel team that they can kind of squash or something, but I, I have no idea what it's going to, what it's going to be like. Is Glacier still around? Maybe he can get Glacier and uh, and uh, really really bring back the Alabama Doink and Glacier could come for the uh, the challenge or whatever. But uh, and yeah, one other thing, kind of right, good segue out out of Glacier. Um, I don't believe there's a clusterfuck this year. I think I believe I remember them saying specifically there wasn't going to be one. Um, I might be wrong. I know they certainly haven't announced it, so I don't think they're going to do one of those. Uh, which is probably for the best. I'm not I crying. I'm not crying about that. To yeah. Be like I, I think they're fun, but they're absolutely like shoulders. So I can't really like justify them. But sadly, uh, if there's no clusterfuck, we may not see the MVP of last year's WrestleMania weekend, Jazzy Yang, uh, eliminate Josh Barnett again. So that's sad yeah there's a little bit and that's what i was gonna say i think this year's spring break all looks like a pretty fun show but it is it does feel like it's missing a little bit of of that fun factor that those spring breaks did have and and going back and you know i I did a piece for for our patreon going back and 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 looking at this the history of spring break or whatever and there was always that that fun little bit of it it was always this like hey it's at midnight and it's kind of goofy and whatever it's like the last show but you know what screw it who cares just go and have fun and drink and yell or whatever and instead they kind of went with like hey here's a pretty good professional wrestling show this year which i i don't mind but it also it does feel like we've kind of lost something like it's weird it's kind of a double-edged sword in the sense that i'm like i'm kind of looking forward to watching the show like this looks like a really really good show but also like oh man it's not like you know we, we are losing a little bit of the uniqueness that was spring break but but the, the thing that's happened, though, and I, I talk about it in that piece is that like everybody kind of took that. Everybody kind of took what Joey Janela's spring break was, and now everybody else does that. Where at the time when Joey Janela's spring break came out the first time, it was like, oh, look how this is such a different show than every, what everybody else is doing. Everybody else is just having good wrestling shows. Here's Joey Janela's spring break to have, you know, Dink and Glacier and Dan Severn and all. You know what I mean? Like that, that was their yeah. vibe. But now everyone has that vibe. Everybody has a wrestlers whatever with a bunch of weird matches and and maybe retro things or whatever so yeah maybe janela spring break does have to sort of 
change and 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 turn into just like a a good wrestling show maybe maybe that's the market uh you know inefficiency now is good wrestling shows uh, on many a weekend but we'll see there might they'll i'm yeah. sure there'll still be a level of hijinks but uh, i did appreciate that in the build to the match with abushi uh janela on twitter was basically just like I, i'm paraphrasing here but he was just like fuck it time to be selfish i'm taking abushi you know what i mean instead of like because yeah. in prior years he'd like ah you know what i'll do this or I'll, he's like no, no no let me have the good match you know what i mean screw you guys i'm having the good match i'm having the main event i'm the booker man i'm, I'm taking it so uh i, I do yeah, appreciate I mean, that if you look at all the spring breaks, uh, you know, we have a general idea of what spring breaks are. But if you look at all of them, they're all like slightly different philosophies. Like the earlier ones are those just fever dream cards. The second one, which is the one everybody thinks about, has kind of those fever dream things and some dream matches and then some matches that ended up being good. The year after that, they went kind of like outsider, like Japanese, like cool wrestling Japanese fan in the know um, centric type of stuff. And then they did the gauge uh, Rich and page match as the big feature the one after that. And so like they've all had different philosophies of like what they were trying to do with each one. So this one I think is just kind of like get some of the biggest names they can and just kind of utilize them and get big matches out of them. So um, I mean, it's not a bad strategy, especially on this many weekend. No. Like, People are going to watch, most likely want to watch the Ibushi match, and people are going to want to watch the Vikingo match. And not just GCW fans. Like, if you're like us and you're watching everything, you're watching that stuff. So, um, more than last year. Like, last year, there wasn't any matches on spring break like that. So, uh, I, I think it's a smart move, especially there's not that many. There's tons of stuff, but there's not that many, like, high-profile, like, current wrestling lexicon type of stuff to watch, like, I need to see this because it's the biggest match in 2023. So it works from that perspective. And I think they have a a decent time. I know some people are kind of heartbroken. They're not at like midnight anymore or whatever. But I mean, this they're just gave this up. Like nobody is running Friday night, really. I mean, you you have obviously Smackdown or whatever. Well, this one is midnight, really. Yeah, technically. Yeah, for us. (laughs) I guess it's 8 p.m. It's midnight. Right. Locally, locally, yeah, it's 8 p.m., but midnight for for most of the people. And so, which is fine with me. It's perfectly okay. Like, because it'd be horrific if it was midnight LA. That's what some people saying, like, oh, I wish it was midnight in California time. And I'm like, well, most of the people watching are not going to be waking, staying up till, you know, 3 a.m. to watch this thing, but they're pretty much on their own. I've been to three of the midnight uh, spring breaks. The first one uh, in California or in Florida, the second one, the New Orleans one, and the the night two in New York where they did like the clusterfuck. You don't want the midnight one. You don't <laughs> <No>. want it. Like <laughs> yeah. that, that new Orleans one was unbelievable, but you know what was unbelievable about it? The first two hours, the second two hours that sucked. That was brutal. So you don't want the midnight show. It, I know it sounds fun. If you do it, you just want a two-hour show. You don't want a show like Spring Break there. No, you do not want the 48-minute clusterfuck or whatever at 3 a.m. You do not want it. You do not want a 45-minute long Joey Janela versus Great Sasuke match. That hits the ring at 3.30 a.m. local time or whatever. It's like, no. The the best part, I went back and rewatched it for that, that, uh, that, that series that I was doing on Patreon. And so they come out and they're announcing, you know, I think it was, I think it was Larry Legend doing it or whatever uh, at the time. And he goes, this match has no time limit. You heard the crowd go, oh, (laughs) I got back to my hotel room at like 5 (laughs) a.m. I had had to be up at like 11 or 12 for another wrestling show (laughs) in the same place. I was just like, what is going on? And like I said, I like that show. The first two hours of that show are unbelievable. 
But like, come on, you don't want it. People, if you're complaining about it, it's because you haven't been there. You don't want it. It's way <laughs> better to not do that. Like, as somebody who has experience. You just don't want it. Yeah, trust, <laughs> trust Kevin here. He he knows. Uh, he knows for sure. But that uh, that's Joey Janela's spring break. And then uh, Kevin, before we let you go, uh, anything else on Mini Weekend that's caught your eye or anything that you're looking forward to, excited to watch? Yeah, like like I said, my buddy and I are sitting down. We just sit in his living room and we just watch it all. So I'm excited for that. Uh, the Rigor Mono Show looks awesome. Uh, it looks like so. I don't. There's not as much like big match like there's not that one match like last year you knew that FTR Briscoes would be awesome this year there's maybe not that one match like I'm really excited for Eddie Kingston versus Claudio but I don't know if it's going to be as good as I want it to be and Commander versus Vikingo obviously is going to be awesome but like top to bottom this might be even like I don't I'm not sure that that Shibata match is going to happen we'll see maybe I'm wrong but otherwise like all the stuff that is announced or is going to be announced like top to bottom this might be the most interesting Ring of Honor, uh, AW Ring of Honor show that there's been. So, like, it's going to be awesome. So that's for sure the number one thing that I'm most excited for. The Hitchcock show should be good. Um, There'll at least be, like, one or two matches that people talk about afterwards. Like, I don't know. A lot of that stuff usually in real time, you go, oh, the show looks great, and then it's all, like, good, but not that much of it really resonates. But last year there's that – uh, speedball versus bandito match that was awesome so i feel like there should be at least one thing and there's that uh the tokyo joshi 10 uh woman match on that show which sometimes those matches are like unbelievable so that could be like a show stealer for the weekend so those are probably the two things that i'm most excited for but that ring of honor show absolutely uh until I'm proven otherwise, the Ring of Honor show is now the uh, show of the weekend. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Going it, forward every year, it's an embarrassment so. of riches this year in, in particular. Like you said, there's there's even one match that's not officially announced. That if it officially gets announced, is like, oh come on, <laughs> like now you guys are just showing right. off. Like you, now right. that match too, you need that one too. It's not enough to have all the other shows. So yeah, I think especially with the injuries to Alexander and and Osprey, they, they definitely I think passed up uh, the, the the Hitchcock show, which was is still a pretty good show on paper, uh, as well as New Japan and Impact, which looked really good, but just got completely decimated by injuries. To to, to Mickey yeah. and Josh and, and and Osprey, so yeah, to me, Ring of Honor is like the show of the weekend, and and I say, you know, all all jokes, I'm like, I am looking forward to WrestleMania. It, the, the, you know, there's there's enough stuff, uh, particularly Cody and, and and Roman is just like f- going to be fascinating on that level of like, how yeah. are they going to finish this? What are they going to do with this? Like, I, I'm, I'm just. It seems so obvious, but it is that company. So it's just like, are they going to do it or not? Like, are they going to finally have Cody win and Roman's going to lose? But it's this company, and they see, you know, you never know. We all went into that New Orleans weekend being like, yeah, Brock's going to, Roman's 100% going to beat Brock. There's no doubt about it. And then Brock just won. So it's like, yeah, you never know. You never know. So I was at that match, and I would not be able to tell you who won it. Oh, it was a, a I, fever I, dream for sure. Oh, my God. That, <laughs> dude, that was so late. I was in California for that, I was in Los Angeles. Uh, during that mini weekend, and I think that that show ended California time like eleven. Like my wife yeah, had been asleep for like brutal. four hours at that point, like because we were out and about and like we we're at beaches and walking it. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna come home and watch Mania. And I was like, Man, how am I gonna stay up for this thing? And and I did. But yeah, I was looking at the clock. I'm like, this is eleven like California time. It's like, what is the what are people at home doing? It's like two a.m. What the hell? Are they, they got to be just going out of their mind watching this shit like still going on and still lasting or whatever. And it wasn't very good either. So, uh, but uh, yeah. So now I'm torn. Where like I'm I'm with you on those like long shows being slogs and be like just get me out of here, especially when I've been there. But like I think I prefer them over these six match ad filled, still just almost as long media like. I kind of want 
six matches for a media night is like not enough. I want more. So we'll see. Yeah, it would just be nice if they could like condense the shows in terms of like the ads and performances and entrances and stuff. Because yeah. I, I, last year I watched Mania not live. I watched it like the, the morning of. Um, and it was great because I woke up. And I turned it on and I was just like hitting that, you know, fast forward 10 or whatever it is on Peacock. I think it's 10 or 15 or whatever through all the entrances. I was done in like an hour and 20 minutes. It's like a, yeah. a very easy show to watch if you don't watch any of the other bullshit. If you don't watch the video packages, the ads or the entrances. But like you said, they're, they're going to they're going to get their four or five hours out of you, uh, even if it's only going to be six matches. So, yeah, I, I'm in between. I would just prefer they just have like three hours or four hours of like the best matches that they could possibly offer and not necessarily stuff it. But though that that's long gone. So it's either two nights of five hours or one nine hour show that never ends. So I don't, I don't yeah, know what I, I prefer. I'm with uh, you. Death, I guess like, I find the, I feel like the most unwatchable thing with WWE right now, even beyond like what the product and all that stuff, like even beyond that, I feel like the most unwatchable thing is these paper, these like, what are they called? The events. Like I just, like they're good when they when they actually have the matches. I find the matches to be pretty. Good. Yeah, once the bell rings, it's so it's, hard. Yeah, yeah. Ha- having a room okay, full of so. people I- at my house when Hardy hits the stage, looking at <laughs> it's like ten o'clock, and they're like, "What the hell is this?" I'm like, "I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Don't leave." Like, I swear, yeah. there's one more match to go, but they're like, "Why are we watching this? Why is this on?" I'm like, "I don't know, I don't know. I apologize." Like, yeah. It's I'm with you. nearly impossible to justify, but uh, they do it anyway, and, and we're all suckers for it because we're, we're going to watch it anyway. So, uh, all right, Kevin, uh, do you want to get any plugs out of the way before we uh, bid you adieu? Yeah, so um, the biggest thing that I'm involved with, with uh, wrestling in general and with what's wrestling, is the current Wrestling 101 project. Um, if you aren't aware of what that is, we just um, – uh, Robin Reed and I, and with some um, help from a lot of the other Voice of Wrestling contributors and some other people – we just selected uh, 101 wrestling matches that we feel like every wrestling fan should see. Um, some of these are the greatest matches of all time. Some of them are not. Uh, it's just things that we think are in the wrestling lexicon that if you call yourself a wrestling fan, you should have some sort of frame of reference of what this is for a variety of different reasons. Maybe it's important. Maybe it's something that's cited later on. Maybe influence a lot of stuff. Maybe it's just good. Um, but it's... Uh, we just uh, think, thought that it, it started because somebody hadn't seen um, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart at WrestleMania 10. And we were just like, this is a wrestling one-on-one match. You should see this. Uh, somebody in Voice of Wrestling hadn't seen it. So who shall we're like, you should have seen yeah. this. Yes. Who we'll, We don't need to rat them out. But uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we were just like, you should see this. And then we kind of realized that, wait, there's all this stuff that we thought that people should watch. Maybe they haven't watched it. And then uh, in doing this progress, this project, we've realized that, you know, a lot of people haven't seen a lot of this stuff that we thought was obvious. So every two weeks we're putting uh, pieces out, written pieces out with kind of testimonials about five, five of the matches that are loosely themed together. And uh, we actually are going to have one coming out, uh, should be this week, uh, about WrestleMania matches. So it'll be five WrestleMania matches that uh, think are resonate and people should watch and, and that uh, are important. So that should be coming out this week, but in general, uh, it's a, a project that I've had a lot of fun with, and I think that is like a pretty cool. Uh, I'm a nobody, but it's pretty cool to have like a kind of lasting project like this uh, that I think is like important and fun and uh, interesting. So that's thewrestling101.com, and it's also on the Voice of Wrestling site uh, if you're interested. We've had, 
I think we're at like 25 or 30 matches so far, something like that. I think, so, yeah, right at, right at 30 or, or, or so. And, and, and yeah, it's, it's a, it's a extremely important project and it's something that I love when you guys had the idea for it and, and it's been even better than I thought. And, and the feedback has been great. I have, uh, numerous people people even in my, my my normal life like people that i just know that are like you know wrestling fans or casual wrestling fans or whatever uh, not nearly as hardcore as me have kind of followed along with it and i have a buddy who's now like all in on japanese wrestling because of that series like he had never seen pretty much any japanese wrestling and now he's constantly asking me for for you know recommendations and stuff and and it was all that kibashi and sasaki he was just like what the hell is this this is incredible i need to see more and it's like yeah sometimes maybe people need that kick in the ass to say like hey you know what watch this stuff like come on just just watch it it will make you a better wrestling fan we we don't want to be like it's the opposite of being gatekeeper. Like I, I, you know, it. I meant like no. you know, we don't we don't want to be gatekeeper, but we're doing quite literally the opposite. We're opening the gate and being like, here you go, play in this yard. Like come on, and, <laughs> like and each each match has a few recommend recommended matches on it. And uh, at the time when we came up with the idea, like it's obvious to have recommended matches, but I kind of thought of it as throwaway. But now I realize what it does and and how I really got into wrestling, like to the level that I'm in is uh, I would just find, like, you know, little wormholes of, like, oh, this guy's cool. Let me find something else. And I'll find something else. And, like, just having the recommended uh, recommended uh, matches there really helps people yeah. get down those wormholes. And so, again, like, if you watch one of the big matches and then you'd be like, this guy, Kenta, is cool. Like, I, I see it. Oh, that, I've seen him. Like, let me find some other stuff. Then, like that's what's fun is finding out more about these things. So if we can help people, like you don't have to watch every match, although I think that you should. Uh, but if you don't, if you find one guy you like and you just like, let me find some other stuff. That's what I want. That's yeah. what is wrestling is fun. And that is, I think has been lost. That's kind of how I process media in general, wrestling, music, et cetera. And I feel like with how accessible everything is uh, these days that it's people don't do that as much. But that's like how I process things, and that's how I really think is like really fun. So if I can help somebody else do that. Uh, that's what I like. That's uh, what I find is fun. So absolutely, yeah. Discover, discovery is the along, best part of of, exactly. of any sort of entertainment medium in, in my mind. Like that. That's what I love most about it. And and you said it's weird that everything's as accessible as ever, but people don't seem to explore or discover as much as they used to, which is wild to me. Uh, but we're hoping to kind of change that a little bit and just say like, hey, here's 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 matches. And again, like you said, they're not necessarily the best matches ever. Like I have one buddy who's like, hey, yeah, uh, what you know, what's what's the next matches on the best matches ever list? And I'm like, it's not the best matches ever list. It's just matches that we think are you know important for or, or significant or whatever uh, for some reason or another. And 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 yeah, a lot of them are really really great matches, but some of them aren't just that you know some of them are also important for for a multitude of reasons so uh which i think is fun about it too it's not necessarily like the definitive list of the best matches ever it's like no no it's the matches that yeah. we just think are culturally important to this this thing that we all watch and and and, and consume like fire road is not one of the best matches ever no it is one of the craziest matches yes. ever. yes <laughs> is it, yes like is it a complete fever dream of a match yes should everybody watch it yes should you give it a star rating Hell no. Probably not. No. So, <laughs> you definitely should not. Yeah. yeah. Leave the notebook home right. uh, for that one for sure. So, Kevin, yeah, so, uh, thank you so um, much. Uh, oh, sorry. Go one ahead. More, one more thing with that. Um, there's a channel on the Discord about it. So, I love to talk about the, the matches uh, in there about it because uh, I just love to talk about it. So, if you watch any of it, come into the Discord, pop it in the Wrestling 101 channel. Um, Rob and I will both be in there. And uh, we love to talk about it. So, 
There you go. Voice of Wrestling comes slash Discord uh, to get involved in that discussion. Kevin, I want to thank you so much uh, for doing this, and uh, you have fun uh, vegging out all weekend, uh, sitting on the couch watching the four TVs. I love it. And uh, and, and you have a great uh, weekend. Thank you so much for helping us uh, preview. Great. Thanks for having me on, Rich. I love it every year. Hello everyone, my name is Taylor. And I'm Kelly. And we are the co-hosts of Jumping Bomb Audio, the podcast all about Joshi Pro Wrestling here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Every other Monday, we are with you talking about the biggest news in Joshi along with show reviews, previews, and much, much more. So if you're new to Joshi or you've been a longtime fan, this is the show for you. We've got something for everyone here. So check us out, Jumping Bomb Audio.